What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 32 for the second time, but the first time for you. Yes, our track record continues that we record this on Mondays, post it on Tuesdays, and for some reason, PlayStation News always fucking breaks Monday evening. But this time, we're nipping in the bud, Colin Moriarty, mm. Pride of Long Island. I'm mm. Greg Miller, of course. You'll get your real intro and your regular old mm. show. We talk about tomatoes for a good five to ten minutes in the mm. beginning of the real show. So now you can't say that we started the show without video game news for a while. We fucking nailed these nerds. You know, Fuck that's you, what I nerds. Say. Fuck you, nerds. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're here doing this very special uh, interrupt us to the regular show and add-on, if you will, because Neo is real, apparently. Neo. Giant Bomb has a story, Colin. It, it talking all about PlayStation 4.45, 4.5, which we, will now be known as Neo for the rest of its life. Should we read it? I'd love you to read it and give credit to Giant Bomb. Giant Bomb's Austin Walker writes, and to, to the, not that I follow Giant Bomb very closely, but I had no idea Giant Bomb really broke news, so I was really surprised to see that they were the source of this, but maybe I'm just totally wrong and I just, I'm ignorant on that. Sources, the upgraded PlayStation 4 is codenamed Neo, all in capital letters. Contains upgraded CPU, GPU, and RAM. It says, earlier this year, rumors began to fly that Sony would release an upgraded version of the PlayStation 4, a console often called the PS4.5 or the PS4K by fans and press. Today, multiple sources have confirmed for us details of the project, which is internally referred to as the Neo. No price was provided, but previous reports indicate that the Neo would sell at $399. At time of publishing, Sony has not returned our request for comment, but we will update the story if the company responds. The Neo will feature a higher clock speed than the original PS4 and improved GPU and higher bandwidth on the memory. The documents we've received note that the HDD in the Neo is the same as in the original PlayStation 4, but it's not clear if that means in terms of capacity or connection speed. Starting in October, every PS4 game is required to ship with both a base mode, which will run on the currently available PS4, and a Neo mode for use on the new console. Um, so they have a, con- a comparison here. So the original PS4 CPU is an 8 Jaguar cores at 1.6 gigahertz. The new Neo is 8 Jaguar cores at 2.1 gigahertz feel those gigahertz in your balls gpu amd gcn 18 cus at 800 megahertz and the new the neo says improved amd gcn 36 cus at 911 megahertz and memory eight gigabytes gddr5 176 gigabytes i guess a second is slash that is that what that means and then says eight for the neo eight gigabytes gddr5 218 gigabytes per second and i'm sorry if i mispronounce anything i don't know anything about technology oh come on you've been using an amd gcn (sighs) for as long as i've known you GCN means GameCube to me, so. Uh, games running in Neo mode will be able to use the hardware upgrades and an additional 512 megabytes in the, mem- in the memory budget to offer increased and more stable frame rate and higher visual fidelity, at least when those games run at 1080p on HDTVs. The Neo will also support 4K image output, but games themselves are not required to be 4K native. In the documents we've received, Sony offered suggestions for reaching 4K slash Ultra HD resolutions for Neo mode game builds, but they've also been giving developers a degree of freedom with how to approach this. 4K TV owners should expect the Neo to upscale games to fit the format, but one place Sony is unwilling to bend is on frame rate. Throughout the documents, Sony repeatedly reminds developers that the frame rate of games in the Neo mode must meet or exceed the frame rate of the game of the original PS4 system. The Neo will not supplant the current PS4, but will exist alongside of it and use the same user environment. The PS4 and Neo will use the same PSN store, connect to the same online communities, and offer the same user experience. So expect to see the same cross-media bar that you're used to. Players will also be able to retain all their purchases they made on the PS4. Sony seems committed to keeping the Neo and the original PS4 player bases connected. As such, there will be no Neo-only games, and Sony will not let developers separate Neo users from original PS4 players while playing on PSN. Likewise, Sony explicitly and repeatedly states that developers cannot offer exclusive gameplay options or special unlockables for Neo players. So don't expect Neo owners to get a level editor or a special Rocket League card that won't have access to your, that you won't have access to on your original PS4. 
That said, so long as both systems have the same feature, the Neo can run an improved version. A local co-op game that features four players on the base PS4 could offer an eight-player co-op on the Neo, for instance. But again, don't expect those differences to transfer to online modes. PS4 base and Neo versions of a game will also have to have parity with regard to peripheral support. So don't expect Neo games to have exclusive VR modes. Sony makes no mention of PlayStation VR in the docs we've seen, so it's hard to know what this means for persistent rumors that this upgraded PS4 will be able to support PSVR without the breakout box that the headset ships with. That said, so long as the Neo's upgrade applies to PSVR games, developers should be able to get even more performance out of Sony's VR headset. Though every PS4 game released as of October this year will need support for both the original PS4 and the Neo, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Neo will release in October. Uh, I think it does. That's just me throwing that in there. Additionally, games released in the late September window will require a day one patch that updates to them to Neo standards. The documents we've received explicitly note that devs are allowed to launch Neo-ready games before the Neo itself releases. Games released previous to the Neo can take advantage of this hardware upgrade, but only if developers decide to patch their titles. Um, and that's basically it. Okay. <clears throat> How do you feel, Colin? You were very down on it coming Still in. Still down. I'm more down. Still about down it. I'm more down it. about it now. Why are you more down? Because on it? <clears throat> they say the story says that rumors indicate that it's three hundred ninety nine dollars. That they don't know that necessarily the price. Like Austin hadn't heard the price, but that's not really true. The price, according to rumors, was three ninety nine or four ninety nine, depending on the internals. Mm-hmm. Now, if the console costs three hundred ninety nine dollars, the Neo, the four point five. I don't think it's gonna be called Neo, but yeah, the four point five. That's a disaster. Because now what you're telling everyone is that console you bought a year and a half ago at $400 is now inferior to the one everyone else is buying for the same exact price that you just bought your PS4 from. And on Twitter, I just tweeted out, you know, reiterating what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And people are like, I mean, almost everyone's like, this is total. I put out a tweet about it. The options being seems cool. Meh. And no thanks right now. Seems cool has 36%. Meh has 31%. 33% say no thanks. Uh, Some of your choice tweets here. Uh, Anthony Warren says a 399 console has brought us hundreds of hours over the last three years. We got our money's worth time for an upgrade. Samuel Tolbert as a user, very cautiously optimistic software engineering perspective. This is going to be a nightmare. James Zhang, I 100% agree with no taxation. I bought a PS4 only four months ago, and now I need might need to upgrade, and I was an Xbox before. This is a terrible, terrible move. I don't understand. They're going to have to spin this yeah. in a very unique way. They're going to have to sell it for sure. Austin Walker says on his own Twitter account, Austin Walker being the source. Yes. Well, not the source, but the, the writer, writer giant of the, you know, the Giant Bomb article says, For every person who says, I don't get why people are upset, 10 are telling me who they are. And then he says, it isn't whether they're right to be upset. Um... And that's in context of like, well, I guess maybe other things he was saying, but basically he's saying a 10 to one ratio of people that are ups- upset to not upset. Sure. Now, yes, the Internet goes crazy with things. Exactly. But Greg, this is an optical nightmare. People comparing this to cell phones are missing the point. What is the point? The point is that a cell phone has oh, has been upgraded every 18 months for 20 years. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you had a cell phone for more than two years ever? I've had a cell phone for 16 years and I've never had a cell phone for more. I think the 5S that I have is the longest I've ever had a phone. It's like 18 months. We are used to that, even in the flip phone, even in the brick phone era, we were used to upgrading our phones. And phones now, by the way, do way more than a console. A console is made to play games and maybe watch like Netflix. So you're upgrading your phone. You want to upgrade your phone because you want the newest thing because it does a million different things for you. And it's better that way. Sure. But with this, of course, it's going to be better. But we are not in an environment in the console space where people are used to this. And I don't want to reiterate things we've said over and over again about the PS4.5 slash 4K because well, we've talked about it so details. much. But to me, it's it's. I'm mad for the consumer. I'm not mad for me. I can afford one. I'm going to buy one. Yeah. Like, but 
someone tweeted someone tweeted me something like I bought a PS4 last week or the week before the rumor started coming out or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. Like, it sucks for you. Yeah. Like, sure. Uh, I, I, but I mean, isn't that, that's been the case historically forever. There's always a price drop. There's always something. There's always another reason not to buy it right now. This is a very unique situation. Mm-hmm. There's been no reiteration of the PS4. In other words, they have not tried to release the PS4 with the same innards or comparable innards and making it cheaper, which is the first time they've ever done that with PlayStation. They've done that with every piece of hardware they've ever released. PS1, PS2, PSP, PS3, Vita all get redesigns that make them cheaper at, with and play the games identically. Sure. Now, two and a half years after the console launches... There are there's already rumors and they're probably going to announce it at E3 rumors of a new PlayStation 4 that will be out presumably at the end of the year. The October price, it seems like VR and the and the October deadline for getting your games in and all that kind of stuff. It's a disaster. Like, I, like three years ago, the console came out. Why not just wait two more years and release the new fucking PlayStation? Like it, it would have been better for them to go in 2018 at E3 or 2018. They hold a, a, a conference. And they're like, this is the PlayStation 5, completely backwards compatible with PS4. But now we can do all these cool things with PSVR and we're going to have our own new games. So just consider it the, it's the next PlayStation. And it's only five years afterwards because we're, we're iterating quicker. Instead, they're saying after two and a half, three years, they're going to be like, oh, well, we have a new PlayStation 4. It's like, what? And it's totally different than the other one. And if you've got the new PS4, you're going to get the games better. It's going to run better. It's going to look better. But if you have the old PS4, if you're one of the 40 million people that supported us, oh, you get the shitty version of the games now. Unless you want to give us another four hundred dollars upon top the four hundred dollars you already gave us to get the new console, it's insane. They have, this is going to be a, a a tough one for them. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a tough one for them. Sure. Whether or not it pans out on the market, I don't know. I doubt. Like, here's the other thing I was thinking about: the essence of this, because people were like, "Well, now uh, maybe they'll have a trade-in program for the PS4s." Well, a, they're not going to do that. B, we don't know that for sure, but that would be stupid for them to do that. And this new console is now going to destroy the aftermarket for the original PS4. So now you're going to get less money because well, who's going to want the who's going to want to buy a used old PS4? One for fifty dollars more, I can get this souped up one. Yeah, like, or you can buy a, a used new PS4 in a year. This is this is no good, man. Like, the the aftermarket for old PS4 is going to be shitty because it's not like the PS2. Or it's not like the PS3 Slim to the PS3 Fat. Yeah, they were the identical machines. They played the games identically. There were some different innards with fans and all that kind of stuff, but the games were no different. You couldn't tell. I don't know, man. I don't see it any other way. Interestingly, I like to point out James here where he goes in his comment, and now I and now I might need to upgrade. Trey Mitchell also tweeted, I agree with Colin. I'm a bit annoyed they're going to make us buy another $400 thing. I feel like people are missing the point. When I, when I read this, it makes me go, mm, do I even want to buy this? Okay, so the frame rates, a more f- stable frame rate, higher visual fidelity, 4K image output. I don't care about image output. Frame rate so far hasn't been a big problem with my PlayStation 4 games. And the visual fidelity, I think, already looks good. Like they're they're gonna have to sell me on more than just that. Reading this, I still think it doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal. It's a luxury model PS4 or whatever. It's gonna be a big deal to the developers that have to now have to scale their games. Uh, Drew <laughs> tweeted and said, "Feel bad for devs who now have to make sure their games run on t- and, and are tested on two systems. Costs go up, profit go down. Yep, it's gonna be uh, and and fucking." dollars to donuts Greg mm-hmm. some of these games are going to run better on one or the other and it's not necessarily going to run better on the new one either some of them are just going to are going to be broken probably on the on the new one these guys have to now this is going to delay games probably this is going to make games harder to make because the, a lot of these console devs only had to worry about two SKUs sure Xbox one and PlayStation 4 now they have to worry about Xbox one PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Neo and it might not be that difficult of a thing to upscale the games but now they're saying, well, well, you can patch your game. If your game's coming out in October or later, you better fucking make sure it works It works with the new console. I'm like, oh, no. Like, What are they doing? Why are they doing this? 
that's the big question I have. Why, Sony? Why are you doing this? Your console is murdering. Just well, I mean, go I th- away and let it sell for I a think while. The, I think you've answered your own question, though, in your own uh, rabble rousing here is the fact that you're mad about it, but you're still going to buy it. A lot of people are still going to buy it and be mad about it. A lot of people are still going to buy the original PlayStation 4 and be mad about it or say they're mad because it's the internet. They should just phase out the other PS4. That's Agreed. the big, that's the big thing. It's like, why, with that. why even try to like like do this now? You have 40 million of these. By the time this thing comes out, 45, 50 million of these are on market. Just go away. Just and At that point, just get it rid of it. Yeah. I agree with that. That's stupid. That's just dumb to like even say like, oh, we're going to have the same. How much are you going to drop the price of the original PS4 to even make it worth it? Yeah. Two forty nine, one ninety nine. Like, I don't maybe it's a, a genius move to sell the other PS4s. I don't I just you're creating two different environments, though, whether or not they want to have two different environments, whether or not they're, they're like Neo can't have uh, exclusive content. Newsflash. Neo's exclusive content is the game fucking looks and runs better. That's the exclusive content. Sure. Every game is going to have exclusive content. The game will look and run better. The fuck are they talking about? <laughs> it's so weird. Like that, like all this, all this verbiage, you know? Like, sure. I, I wonder <laughs> what I'd love to know is what's happening at PlayStation, what they think of this and how it is being rolled out, how they wanted to roll out this. Information. They, they should abort this. We talk about abortions a little later in this podcast. We do actually when we talk about the tomatoes. Spoilers for you. Little teases. They should they should put this out back on the show and be like, we're not doing this. And I know they're not going to do that. Yeah. Because clearly the cat's out of the bag with all the devs and stuff like that, the publishers. Do you think it's possible? I mean, again, we're going off of tweets and what we think, and we're not engineers, we're not game developers. Is it easier to make these up visuals better frame rate locked it in with more CPU, GPU, TPU? Is that easier than we're making it out to be or you think it is? No, probably not. I mean, you have to... I can't just be a flip of a switch. I mean, you have sure. to probably do things. The ironic thing about this, Greg, yeah. is that you they still like... It's it's so weird. It's such a weird thing because they're still have, they still have to make games for the fucking original PS4. It's not like this is a whole new environment and everyone's going to have this new thing now. It's like, well, now your games can be all this... It's like, no, like you still have to make your games within the parameters of the original PlayStation 4. It's got to be identical. Yeah. You know? So it's just like, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Just wait until 2018 and release the PlayStation 5 and make it totally backwards compatible with everything the PS4 has done. And then you can like tell the the consumer like, yeah, this is the new console. And this is, oh, like I understand that we are in a tech market now that is evolving, that Sony might is really brushing ahead with, with something that's not really been dealt with before. Tip of the sword. Seems like a precarious thing to do for the front runner. Sure. But I still think that there's a lot of people like you and like me, honestly. I mean, even though I, I mean, I need to know more about it, but we can sit here and question the idea and all these different motives, but you're going to buy a PlayStation 4 when you weren't going to buy a PlayStation 4 this year. Yeah, but yeah, but the ironic thing about that to me mm-hmm. is, you know, truth be told, I'm like in the top 0.1 percentile of PlayStation fans. Like there are, who's a bigger PlayStation fan than me? Who? Ryan Clements. Who amongst I mean, like honestly, like, know, who amongst know, you and like against you and I are, are bigger PlayStation fans? Know more about PlayStation. I've played more PlayStation. I've been more embedded with PlayStation. Of course, I'm buy the new one. I buy, I buy everything they release. You know, yeah. That's not everyone. That's not most of the people that own a PS4. A lot of people have to fucking pinch pennies and 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 sure. work hard to get these consoles, and they expect that they're going to get something out of them for a long time, and they will. But that's they're the just going to get the shittier will. version of all the games. But I mean, they still will. That's the same thing when like here with James, and now I might need to upgrade Trey. Uh, make us buy another four hundred dollar thing. They're not. It's a luxury item. It's a luxury thing. They've they, like you're replacing the box on the VR unit. Cool. There's not a box on your floor anymore. 
If that's what that's, that's a rumor. rumor. I, I mean, know, I know, but I, that's what I'm saying. Based on this, who the fuck cares? Stead of, better frame rate and more visual fidelity, 4K image output. I'm not looking at Uncharted when I play the Let's Play and be like, this isn't sharp If enough. the question is who cares, then enough. why release it at all? Make some money. Maybe. I mean, it's that. that's it. I mean, how many... We talk about this all the time. How many more PlayStation 4s can they sell? A lot. Sure, to people who don't have them, and then now they can sell them to people who do have them. I say you don't... You got to dance with the one that brought you, man. Like, these are... <laughs> these these millions, tens of millions of people that listen... You know, not that listen to this podcast, but amongst them <laughs> listening to this podcast, you and I are amongst this 40 yeah, million yeah. people or so. We made this console. And... It's just as strange. It's just strange. Like it's I don't definitely I know different. I'm tired. I'm I, I'm ramen soaked right now. I've eaten a lot of ramen. I'm very tired. All right. I know people don't like to say that, but I am. I just ate. I you just weren't tired during the show because we did the show on time. No, no. The show was not totally fine. So, you know, I'm not my my what I'm saying might not make much sense, no, but it's, it's really what I've reiterated. Been. I think. Yeah, no, 100%. It, it, this to me, not that it's happening at all, but that it's happening now is a middle finger. To everyone that owns a PlayStation 4. Period. It's it's saying, oh, you bought one in November 2013. The one of the million people that bought one on day one. One of the 10 or 20 million people that bought one in the first year. One of the 40 million people that bought this console that are excited about. It, fuck you. I mean, that's like, that's basically what it sounds like to me. Mm. You know, now we're releasing a new PS4 that is better than your PS4. It's not the slim PS3. It's not the, the really slim PS2 or the PS1 ONE. Where it's like it's the same thing. It's cheaper. It's more affordable and more accessible. They remove things. They make it smaller. It looks a little more elegant. Now this is a, a new machine that is comparable. Like that is not comparable to what you're using. It's better than what you're using. And to me, that's just basically not acceptable because now all these things are gonna have a, bo- a thing on the boxes better with Neo, you know, or whatever they're gonna call it. Mm-hmm. And and people that own this PS4 since 2013, 2014 have to look at that and be like, what the fuck. You wouldn't have fucking shit if we didn't buy the console. And that's like, and I'm not saying that myself. I'm saying like, that's, that should be, that is the mentality. I think it's like, but I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not rallying the troops. People really are angry about this. And that was the one thing that was surprising when we first started talking about this. I'm like, I must be in the minority. People must be excited about this new tech. They're not. Who the hell is excited about this? Well, no, that's the thing. I don't think it's exciting. It's an incremental step. But like to wait five years and put this out go, f- go fuck yourself. I'd rather see you take this step or whatever if you feel this is what you need or what you want to do. The, real- I, the people who are saying they have to buy something, that they need to do this, that is a middle finger, I don't agree at all. It's an incremental step. Your la- This laptop, there was a better laptop out the next year. The, the phone, I know you're saying the phone doesn't apply. I think they are in the same boat. That's where we are with technology now. You're not left out in the cold. You still get to play the games. It is not shit. You are not, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. When we get the first game that's running at 15 frames a second on fucking regular PlayStation 4 and Silky Smooth 60, that's when we'll be like, oh, well, setting themselves up there's for this a huge shit. fucking problem here, but that'll be from some shitty third tier developer nobody gives a shit about anyway. They're, I mean, but they are setting themselves up for this kind of stuff. And, yeah. they, and they, they are making the it more complicated and it's clear now that it seems like certain games are going to be the, you know, the rumors that God of War, for instance, was going to be one of these games that showed it off. Horizon probably will be one of these games if the, if the pricing is right. I'm interested to see how that all works, but because the fucking thing that gets in my craw the most is that you goddamn well know in 2019 they're going to or something like that they're going to release the PlayStation 5 and that's going to be three PlayStations in six years instead of just waiting just wait until 2018 and release your new console that's the way you fucking kill it that's the way you keep it going saying like PS4 is going to continue if you want a PS5 everything on PS4 works 
in perpetuity. They're going to make PS4 games. We're going to continue. But what they're doing here is they're going to say, is there, this this PS4 is better? The PS4.5 is better? You have a PS4 and you want to sell it? It's probably going to be worth fucking nothing now compared to the new one. Sure. Because now, like, who's going to want to buy this 2013 PS4 from you that doesn't even run the games as well as the Neo is going to run them? It's a disaster. I hope they prove, you know, I hope that they, I, I hope people can look back on this one day and be like, Colin, you were fucking dead wrong because I want to be wrong about this because Sony has been doing so well. They've been, they've been, not with Vita, but with PS4, they've been, they've been, they've been, they've been I'm, ki- I'm begging for a Vita Neo. They've been killing it. They've been yeah. just killing it. And they've been doing great jobs with the firmware updates. Been doing, you know, the, the first party games have been lacking, but they're coming. But like the console selling, they're talking to, you know, to the gamer, they're, they're appealing to the gamer. They have this really great machine on their hands and they're already making it obsolete. They're making it obsolete. And that's that's the the one, you know, but I you refuse there's to, a bit of hyperbole in there. Maybe they're making this obsolete. Well, why would you like just say like what well, it's like putting up a weird white flag when you're not even no one's even firing on you. That's the that's the bizarre thing. It's like no one who's even firing at you. Like, look around you. You're killing everyone. Sure. But there's only so many of these they can move. I disagree, Greg. I mean, this thing is the best-selling console in, in, every month. Yeah, and it's not going to be for long. When this rumor comes out, and when these things are announced at E3, this shit's not going to sell anymore. Yeah, like who's who's going to like unless they really precipitously drop the price, and that's like the only salvation is if this thing is like one ninety nine, then maybe that's the case or whatever. I just can't. Yeah, is it hyperbole? Of course it is. Everything we say is fucking hyperbole because we don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> but but to me it's like, but to me it's it seems like. A punch in the, a punch in the gut. See, my th- my whole thing on this is I'm middle of the road right now. I, this doesn't make me think. Oh man, I got to buy this. I'm like I'm I'm the same guy I was when we were talking about it in uh, generalities before. I probably will. Oh sure, more stable frame rate and higher visual. That sounds great. I have multiple PS4s floating on this house at all times. Anyway, I'd like the one I have to be the best one I have. But I don't feel as somebody who bought it on day one. I don't feel screwed over. I feel like this is just how it goes. They want to make this now again, though. I'm saying that this doesn't sell me on it. What they're saying here, improved frame rate, visual fidelity output. And even when they come out and they say, Oh, you don't need the fucking VR, the VR box. No, right, I don't really give a shit about the VR box. And if they're going to be like, it's going to make your VR games look and run better. I'll be like, all right, when we get to somewhere where I'm having a VR experience that I don't think is up to snuff, maybe that's when I worry about it. Yeah. I mean, I'll get one too, but let's, let's look at it. Let's, let's remove ourselves from our own perch you know, and be honest with each other. We don't yeah. pay for our own games, but we buy, I pay for my we did. We did buy our own hardware, but imagine spending thousands of dollars a year on games. Mm-hmm. And then they're asking you, which is the equivalent of what we play every year. Yeah. And then, and we are in a very blessed position, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they're like, nah, I gotta get, they're not saying you got it, but that, that's the way it feels to someone that plays PlayStation, right? Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that to me at all. When I read this, I actually say to myself, oh, I don't even know if I need this. I, I but I, what I'm saying is I understand what some of these, these, these cats are saying with like, I, now I have to go buy it. Well, yeah, like we, well, we no, feel that I way. I understand these people feel this way because they're chicken little. This still isn't even the full of information and they're, th- I, ha- I, I, now I have to, I might need to upgrade. I have to buy another. No, you don't have to buy it. That's what they're saying in this. I'm just trying to sympathize with like the dude out there who listens to this podcast, who's working hard, like scrounging his money together, buying a PS4 and expecting. Well, see, to- no, but now you're talking about two different things. Cause you were talking about a second ago, the thousands of dollars we would have spent on games and what people do spend on games. There's plenty of people who play everything we play, but pay for it. Right. Well, that's what and, and but, they, I, that, they've moved to the luxury class where this is, maybe this is appealing to them. This is a luxury item. To me, it's one and the same of saying like they scrounge their money and they have an expectation. Like console gaming has an expectation of some longevity. The NES was around for 10, almost 10 years. The SNES I know. And welcome was, to 2016. We can't have that expectation. But what I'm saying is, why not even five years? Three years? It's like the Dreamcast. 
But the, no one bought the fucking Dreamcast. That's why it lasted for three. Not even three years. It was like a year and a half. What was it? Nine, nine, ninety-nine to fucking February 2001 or something like that. And then they discontinued it. Yeah. But no one bought it. Yeah. The GameCube was around for six years and 20 million people played it. And they fucking kept supporting that thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's, I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I hope it's hyperbole to the fucking max, Greg. Yeah. I mean, that's what I really hope because PlayStation 4 is so fantastic and they're doing such a great job. And hopefully they, as of many things, they know things we don't know. They understand things we don't understand. They're really smarter than us, of course. But this seems to be a marketing nightmare and an unforced marketing nightmare. That's the big thing. Sure. I agree with that. I, I definitely agree. This is a weird situation to put yourself in. And so the NX, the rumored things with Nintendo NX is that it is more powerful than the PS4. But who cares? Yeah. It, it's coming out three years after the PS4. Of course, I would hope it's more powerful. One would hope that the fucking Nintendo NX is more powerful than the PS4. It's coming out in 2016 or 2017. The PS4 came out in 2013. So that's not a reasonable, you know, it seems to me like they're making moves like like kind of looking around being like, let's make sure we're still powerful let's make sure our games still run the best and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I think you guys are worrying about nothing. Sure. And I'll reiterate again what the PS3 did with Uncharted Drake's Fortune and The Last of Us. Drake's Fortune and The Last of Us. Look and play those games on the same hardware from the same team and look what time allowed them to do. I refuse to believe we've seen everything the PS4 can do. I, I just don't believe it. Oh, no, of course not. Jesus Christ. No one's I'm not saying that. I don't think that's what they're saying with this. I think that's exactly what they're saying. Don't you? I mean, no, I, gotta, no, I don't at all. I think they're saying that they want to give you more power. I think they want to give you more of a chance to do this. I think it probably plays into VR, but I'm I don't sure think they're saying this thing's tapped out. I don't know. Maybe I'll just, I'll just shut up. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. You know, Colin, if you shut up, then we got no career. We have no, we have no product. I encourage you to talk. I just, I think it's, as it's one of those where I think it's just the spectrum of Colin and Greg. I don't think I'm as sunny as I usually am on, you know, you're negative, I'm positive, vice versa, yin yang kind of thing. I just don't think it's that bad. I don't think this is that bad. Do I think it's going to sell crazy well? No, but I also don't think PlayStation VR is going to sell that well. What is, what are Sony's expectations for this? I want them to announce this at E3 and I want Shuhei Yoshida on the show I, or whoever is the per, point person that's going to talk about this. Who is, you know what I mean? Whoever's coming out of the hardware side to explain why you need this, why this is, or why you don't need this. You know what I mean? That's the way they that's, should. That's, that's an interesting thing if they're like, yeah, you don't need, if they treat it really as a boutique thing. Yeah. That's different, but they're not going to do that. There's no way teams are going to put in all this extra time and effort into making these games upscaled. And they're just going to be like, well, it's a boutique thing. We won't even worry about it. We'll just sure. sell it on Amazon. No, I hear it does. And that, but that's the interesting thing as well is like, I would, that's, I want someone on to talk about this when it's official so they can actually fucking talk about it and i want a developer to talk about it as well because we i i am out in the dark here on what this is you know what i mean i don't understand for a pc game developer like how hard it is to put in these max settings quiet settings whatever to go through and fuck with your resolutions and all these different things i'm just going to give them in closing a marketing tip okay here it comes if, so right to the according to austin walker's piece they're saying that playstation 4 neo can't have special features and all that kind of yeah. stuff don't say that I'm going to reiterate that the special feature is that the game is going to look and run better. You better figure out a smarter way to say that than the games will have no spec. There will be they are not equivalent games anymore. So don't go in there. Or don't go in saying that because you are going to dig yourself a hole. Just throwing that out there. Okay. If that's like kind of an I believe Austin, if that's an accurate representation of what was said in the documentation that he was provided from whoever the fuck provided it to him. And very interesting. I wish I can see it. Yeah. I can tell you right now from from our sources, I've heard nothing about this. Not a goddamn thing. Sure. So not that I've been really asking anyone because I don't I didn't really care that much. Now I I care. So if they're going to go into it and be like, there's no but there's no there's no difference. Don't. 
Don't fucking say it. Don't make me get on that stage. I'll do it, Sean Layden. Don't say it. You better be honest with everyone. There's going to be a major difference with every game now. You know, so anyway, my prediction, October. Yeah, of course. Um, maybe November, maybe October is the cutoff. So everything's writing in through certain all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's the deal. No, I think it'll be. I think it'll be October. I think it'll be day right and day with day. PSVR. You have to assume. Yep. And I'm going to say four ninety nine. I think it'll stick to three ninety nine. It was three ninety nine. They're going to have to drop the shit out of the other PS4's price. So this could work out in their benefit. They might be looking at PS4 being like, we're selling this at such a profit that we can just fucking sell these things for $199 now and even break even or make a few bucks on, on every PS4 sold. Yep. Maybe we're selling so much software. Yep. Maybe it's an ingenious fucking Trojan horse. I have no idea, Greg. That's what I think. I mean, like what I have to keep coming back to, and of course, it's we're in this funny situation, right? Where in PS3 era, every decision Sony made was wrong. And so you got used to why the fuck are they doing this? And the, I don't know, they're just doing it. PlayStation 4, they've done so much right. And you imagine, I want to imagine that behind the scenes, this isn't how they want to present it. This isn't what they want to say about it, that they're going to come out and they're going to give you a proposal that does make sense, whether it is like it's PS4 regular, 199 this is 399 this is just the next step to do this. Here's God of War running on a Neo. Here's God of War running on PlayStation 4. You can see the difference here, there, and that. How are they going to do this? That's, that's so, uh, they're going to no, just make the other version look like shit. Oh my but I, god! But that's my thing is that I don't think it would look like shit. You but know what I mean? Next to it, it's going to look like shit. God of War is going to be a beautiful game on yeah, PS4. Yeah. Of course it is. Of course it's going to be a beautiful game on PS4. But the minute you put it next to something that looks better, it's not going to look right. This is a problem. No, I agree. I I totally am with you. On they, that. I don't know if they can do that. You know, like I that's don't know. Why if they, I can't wait to see how they w- want to say what this is. Right, you are. I think that w- like how do you how do you c- tackle that particular problem? Well, we'll get down. Get the fuck out of here, Lolo. We're doing a show. Um. Like, how do you... God, that's such an interesting conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. How are they going to be but like, I mean, this is what f- it looks like on PS4, on your shitty PS4, on the new PS4. Look how good it looks. Mm. Oh, this has so many problems. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. The one thing I'm excited about is what the, what's the console look like? That's what I'm interested in seeing. And my Hat. hope is that it looks exactly like this. But smaller. I want it to look exactly the same. I think that'd be so funny. Yeah, or like, but it's just a different color. It's like blue, gold plated, gold plated. Might as well, cobalt blue. Might as well. This is for all our luxury people. Might as well plate it in fucking diamonds, fucking platinum sheets. You don't need the VR headset you're buying either. <laughs> you don't need any of this. It's all luxury items. Buy a loaf of bread. <laughs> That's true. A PlayStation Four is a luxury item, isn't it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? Let us know. Of the PS4 Neo slash PS4.5. Leave your comments here on the YouTube video. Or if you're listening to MP3, make sure you tweet us. I'd like to know. And I, But if you're mad and you're outraged, let me know if you're going to buy it as well. That's my big question. Because I want to know how many of you are full of shit. Until then, here's your regularly scheduled uh, PS I Love You XOXO with no references anymore to Neo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 32. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. What's on your computer as you rub it off? All sorts of shit. This is the origin. I don't know. Possibly. What do you say about the origins? They just, they show a lot of fingerprints. They show the dirt. They show the dirt. It's a little obnoxious. Hmm. I guess guess that's what the the black does. The black part of it in there. It's got that metallic finish to it. So it's like, but again, you have like, like, what do you have over? You made there's a cup of baking grease on the countertop. Is that yeah. is that related to that? Could be. It's possible. I have bought like eight slices of pepper bacon from Andronicos. It's good job. Good and job. 
just never made it over. I was going to make breakfast yeah. for Aaron and I, and it just never happened. So I was like, last night, I'm just like, I'm just going to make all of the bacon. This was when the Islanders were in overtime. They had, they'd won the game yeah. before the sandwiches were ready, which, you know, was good. Uh, Let's skip some steps there. What sandwiches are you making? Are you so making I was making, BLTs? so I just put four pieces of bacon on each piece of bread with like a ton of mayonnaise and then just like lettuce. Okay. And then just ate it. So no tea. A BLT no. hold uh, the tomatoes, tea. You know, I got a little. I take a little bit of an issue with the, the raw tomato. Now, there's nothing wrong with it necessarily. Like okay. it tastes fine. Tomato is obviously a base of many great things, whether it be you know sauce slash gravy or ketchup. Um, you get your lycopene from the tomato, but uh, I don't. What's lycopene? Lycopene is like a, a nutrient that comes from tomatoes. Oh, okay. Um, you know they're fruit. They're fruits. I know because they have seeds in them. But it's that seedy like mucus in them, and the, that's like no good. Ah, yeah, yeah. I hate when you're trying to cut them into nice like slices, and they like do that thing when they. Yeah, it's all just over like the place. to me like the kind of the, like. As far as I'm concerned, the raw beef steak tomato or like heirloom tomato can really go fuck itself. Okay. Where the raw tomato comes into play, that's really like a key and essential tomato yeah. is is the cherry tomato. Oh yeah, cherry tomatoes are the bomb. The small circular tomatoes of that that type fantastic what tomato. frustrates me is when we get portillo shipped what to us, when portillo's gets shipped here yeah and we make the hot dogs mm. and i always want one with everything mm. i can never get the tomato slices like they get them there because there they get them and there are no they're, it look, they're, if they're we're probably honest, using a slicer if we're laying it all out there on tomatoes mm. when you it kind of looks like this abortion went wrong right and so you cut them and put them on your hot dog mm. and then it just looks i don't want to eat that might be that an abortion that went right actually depending on how you look at it. <laughs> 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 just saying, just saying. It's not yeah, supposed to be, that's supposed to be very clean. It's not I don't supposed think, to be a pretty process. Are known for a, their cleanliness. Not a, not a pretty process. <laughs> they're, they're I, the, 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 the BLT. Not so, my mom loved a good BLT. Yeah, I was never Jamie a big Kennedy? fan of it. Big, big Jamie Kennedy loved a, a big, big BLT. old Jamie. Yeah, yeah. And so I was never, you know, whatever. That's fine. I had one for the first time in my adult life. Mm. I think when we went and stayed with Dave Fenoy that one mm. time. Remember that. In oh, we mor- made them. Yeah, his. Well, he. They did. Yeah, they, yeah. they made everything. We just assembled That's right. them. I think. Mo, I forgot, Mo and good. Dave. Yeah, they were really good. And I was like, man. The, the, you know what? Because Mo knew how to slice a fucking beefsteak tomato. We should and have that's Mo. A- Skype her and have her show us how that's to slice That's what they're called, tomato. right? Beefsteak tomatoes, right? I don't know. I think that's right. Someone. Hey. Someone. Nick. Beefsteak tomato. That's a thing, right? Yeah, okay. I thought so. You got, it's I, like, the way I know it is you got your big. You got your baseball tomato. Mm-hmm. Then they have the bigger ones. They just get a little bit bigger. You got your green ones. You got cherry tomatoes. And you got heirlooms. Which one are the heirlooms? Heirlooms are like really expensive, like multicolored. Because they're old? Pretty good tomato. I don't know. I don't think they're old. I think it's just a brand or not a brand, but a variety. Sure. Of tomatoes. So, but you're right. I mean, your abortion thing was right on, on point. And uh, so the point is, is that, you know, to ma- you can make to make wonderful things out of tomatoes, but not necessarily have to eat the tomato as is. Sure. If you're going to eat a tomato as is, I really insist that you go to the cherry tomato. They're convenient. You pop them. You feel you. you yeah. They're so good. They explode with flavor in your They're mouth. They're so good. Yeah. yeah. Have and you ever done the thing? And I've, I, I cut them by hand. No big deal. But I've seen this, you know, one of those life hacks things where they take a plate. They put a whole bunch of cherry tomatoes on it, put another plate on top of it and then take the knife in between the two plates. Mm. That way you can cut a whole bunch at once. Have them that way. Yeah, that seems like a little bit. I'm just letting you know, somebody I'm out there you, when I worked at a, with a bu- somebody working at BuzzFeed is cutting up so many cherry tomatoes they need this life hack. When I worked at a deli, you use a slicer, slice all these things, and it's totally fine. It's, the blade's so sharp it just cuts but right. You're like slicing cherry tomatoes, with not this. cherry tomatoes. I'm just saying regular tomatoes, sure. onions, peppers, right? Thicker than whatever you want. Yeah, well, however you want it, you can have it as you like it. Have it your way at Burger King, and that's why you have bacon grease on your laptop. Yeah, so I put the bacon grease in it because a lot of people freeze it or whatever. I'm like, that's such a waste of time. What I do is I just 
put it in a coffee cup and then overnight it just congeals and then you just take a paper towel and you just you scoop, scoop it, it out right out and throw it away. Now here's the question then. Can we throw away the bacon grease in the freezer? That's not mine. It's not mine. I've never put bacon grease in a freezer. Me neither. That might have been here for literally years. Though. God damn it, Scott Bromley. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO. We are kindoffunny.com's PlayStation Podcast. We are the number one PlayStation Podcast on the internet and we are the PlayStation Podcast that posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and of course itunes podcast services around the globe colin mm. what have you been playing severed me too on vita i beat it i platinumed it i'm right there you i had to talk to you a little bit today a little coded message on colin and greg live yeah because i have one secret left it's right on the other side of this fight but i needed something i wanted to talk to you about what was going on in this fight because i thought i was doing something wrong no it's just a t- it's a hard fight what you're doing make sure i wasn't missing anything you know what i mean um the game, uh, we, I mean, we, so we, I talked to the PR today about because the embargo doesn't lift really until a week from a today. week from today, I think. So we can't really like. So I was like, can we just talk about it very candidly? Uh, we were asked not to like render any sort of verdict. Right. Uh, that said, um, I think you can read into how I feel about the game by how quickly I beat it and how uh, I platinum the game. Although sure. I platinum games, I don't like. So I mean. Um, I think that severed is uh, atmospheric. I think it's. Um, haunting Mm -hmm. i think it's fun to play um it's brief um not in a bad way it's about as long as guacamelee was i'd say um and uh i feel and i I don't know how what else to say without rendering that's the problem we can't talk about the renderer but i'm right there with you in the fact that i went on a trip and it's all i played and you know what i mean like i could have played a lot of other vita games but i wanted to play that one and i kept it kept my attention for sure to keep going and i'm about to platinum it as well let alone beat it but uh I, f- I don't know. I mean, I, I agree with you, but I feel like in my head it feels longer than Guacamelee. And I don't know if it's just because I've maybe I'm doing it in just giant portions. Whereas Guacamelee, I felt like I broke up a lot and then it was over. This one, it's been like maybe three or four big play sessions where I'm playing for like hours on end. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I should say how long I played it. All right, we only, we, we, uh, how about I didn't this? play it for multiple sessions. Since we can't talk or... about the game in particular or yeah. our verdicts on it and such like that. You do have two questions over at kind of funny.com slash PSQ where you can get your PS. I love you. XOXO question, right? I'm going to go first to popcorn shower who says, Hey guys. Hello. It's good to see you today. I can't wait to play Sever on the Vita mm. and it already looks like it's going to be a fantastic game mm. at 14.99. It seems like a bargain and I just hope it doesn't hurt Drinkbox financially because I love their games. My question is this. How many copies do you think severed will need to sell to be profitable? And if it is profitable, do you think devs will make more new, or more new IPs for the Vita? Thanks. Keeping awesome. Chris, a.k.a. your boy, Popcorn Shower. Let me do a little mathematics. Thank you for doing some mathematics. So 15 bucks. How many years they've been working on this game? Two years. Two years? Now, it's unclear whether... Maybe even more than that. It's it's unclear talking about it for two years. It's unclear whether they have taken any contract work. What I'm going to say is... Is... mm, I'm going to say... Sorry, I'm just doing the no, math. No, I'm glad here. somebody's doing math. I would have just said, no, I don't think it's going to be profitable. I think it'll need to sell 75,000 copies okay. to make their money back. Okay. That will have brought in gross over a million dollars. Now, I say this only, that's not a lot of money. They have, no. That's a big team to work on the game. Yeah. Um, but they do get funding from other places. Like Ontario, they're based in Toronto, and Ontario does pay game developers to make games. Like there is some sort of funding agreement. I'm not sure if they have to pay them back or like what, what the situation is, tax breaks. I don't really understand that. I just know at the end of Drinkbox Games, that big Ontario thing comes yep. in and it's like, you know, partly funded or whatever it says. And this game is no exception. Um, here's the thing about this game. 
without rendering a verdict, quote unquote. Um, you really should buy it. Now, and, and before anybody were to say anything that you're running a verdict by saying that, I remember you said this last week before we even played it. Right. And I'm saying it again. Yeah. I'm very confidently saying it again. Um, if you own a Vita, if you're a Vita fan, quote unquote, if you are interested in a Vita, whatever, like, let's put our money where our mouths are with this particular game. This is a PS Vita exclusive in 2016 by a studio that has supported Vita from the very beginning. Literally they had day a, one. They had a Vita launch game. And it was awesome. In Mutant Blobs Attack. Get it. They released Guacamelee on awesome. Vita. Awesome. And now they're releasing this on Vita. If you verdict redacted, so you uh, is it going to be profitable? Or am I worried about them? Yeah, I am. And and as a studio or this it, game, I'm worried. I'm not worried about this game because the game's great, and yeah. I think that word hopefully will get around, and hopefully they port it. Like, that, that's I, my I, thing. Is like uh, here's the thing: it's a Vita exclusive right now. Yes, it is. Will it stay a Vita exclusive? Fuck no. You know what I mean? This game's going to get out. They're going to put it on iOS. They'd be stupid not to. There has to be some. If the deal is, which I don't think it is, that. Hey Sony, we signed it away for X number of months. They'll eventually put it on iOS, and they should. This game should be everywhere. Yeah, but I, I'm with you in the way of what we're saying. We sit here as Vita fanboys and whatever, and you out there watch this and consume this podcast and talk about B- 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 how much you love Vita Island and being on this Lord of the Flies dystopian island we live on with this this amazing little handheld. Yeah, like this is what we're always talking about. We want new IPs. We want new things. Now you say that it's an you'd think we plan this show, and I assure you we don't. Ribnax wrote in. To kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can. It says, good day, best friends. I've been with you since beyond episode one. On episode 31 of PS I Love You XOXO, Colin called the Vita faithful out and said that if we don't buy Severed, we have no right to complain about the Vita not getting exclusive games. I, Ribnax, bought a Vita on day one. I own more than 90 games on Vita. And if a game comes to multiple consoles and Vita is one of them, that is where I bought it. I also loved Guacamelee, so I like Drinkbox, but Sever doesn't look interesting to me. Colin, am I part of the problem? Should I buy Sever to support them, even though I don't really like FPRPGs or touch control games? Which message is more important? I want more Vita games, but not if they are that genre. I don't know. I don't think you should buy a game that you're not authentically interested in playing. The point is, is that we ask, we ask, we ask. We don't get much. And, you know, like, we have to put our money where our mouths like are. We, we, Severed is a game that you should buy. Unless you have a real aversion to to first-person dungeon role-playing games. And, and I, and I, But even then, like, this is not a genre that you and I play. Thank you. That's my point. And this is one of those things, again, without rendering a verdict, I can talk to you about the two times, I, or whatever, the, no, I guess the two years I spent playing it at random pack shows and PSXs, where I played this and sat down and said, I don't like first-person dungeon crawlers, and I definitely am not a fan of touch-based gaming, and I enjoyed it in those instances. And here I am now, c- coming up on the Platinum in this game. That should speak to the fact of, like, it's not insurmountable. You know what I mean? Like we, you and I always do this thing where you a lot, but me too, where it's like, uh, games, that game's on mobile. It's for babies. It's fucking sucks. And then it comes to the, <laughs> the beater. Like, Oh, well, it's great now. You know what I mean? Like clearly there's exceptions to the rule and we ham it up a lot, mm-hmm. but this is one where I think just in those demo stations, I was like, this is something special already. Yeah. I think that, you know, they are taking a calculated risk. They're a talented studio. I don't even worry about the iOS and Android ports because I'm sure that would be pretty easy for them to do, and I'm sure that that's in the cards. But I'm more wa- interested if they'll bring it to PS4 and how they can how they can possibly do that with a touchpad or something like that. Now, sure. the and I think that would be a very smart move for them. Yeah, and I, and, and I think that the game will sell very well there. Super Championship Edition. Yeah, do something like that. Get on Xbox One. Do it. Well, it would be hard on Xbox One. You could even make it conventional. You can somehow control that game conventionally. You'd have to go in and rewrite it, but it might be worth their time to do that, especially if it performs softly on Vita. The point is, is that let's send a message to Sony. Let's send a message to Drinkbox. Let's send a message with Severed. Um, it's a. 
Like, I just want to talk about it. Like, it's a great game, you know, like, and like, I, and I think you're, you know, I don't want, I'm not going to render a score or anything like that. I want to, you know, get in trouble, but it's just like, just fucking buy the game, please. I'm sure, you know, there, like, I don't, <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of people right now across the internet champing it a bit to talk about Severed like we are. I don't think you have to worry about it too much, but yeah, um, from what I've played of it at events, I've always been a fan and clearly this weekend was dedicated to Severed. So All right, I don't know for our friend Ribnax from another dimension. I understand your dilemma here of it's not your type of game, but you want more. Here's the long and short of it. I think if you don't like this and it doesn't speak to you, wait and see what the reviews net out as wait for our final verdict, which I assume will be next week on PS. I love you probably on the games cast. We'll talk about it as well, but wait to see what people are saying about it in a review score and see if you can find people who are like you who aren't into touch gaming or aren't into these dungeon crawlers. Like I, I do believe I am. And I know Colin is to an extent. And I want to say too, like I, I'm not in the touch gaming per se either. There are exceptions to the rule, but taco master. What up? But, this isn't a touch-based game either. It's the, the combat is touch-based, but like you're yeah. moving around with sticks, you're using the buttons to get through menus. Like you can use your fingers to get through the menus too, or whatever. It's just it's a pretty um, accessible systems-based role-playing game. There's a lot of upgrading. There's a lot of discovery. The trophies are good. We'll get into that a little bit in a little bit. But like, I don't know. I don't, we'll talk want, about I don't want to say more. too much, but I think it's pretty obvious where we lie. I think we'll talk about it more. Don't worry about it. Uh, right now, before we get into the show proper, let's remind you of a few motherfucking things. Number one, if you're listening to this on Tuesday through Sunday, it's PAX East time. Go to kindoffunny.com slash PAX East to see our full schedule. We are doing so much there. Hosting panels, hosting a party. Our Kind of Funny panel is Friday. The Kind of Funny party with Hitman is Saturday night. We are selling merch at the Rooster Teeth booth. We're doing signings at the Rooster Teeth booth. We're doing little mini panels there. We're hosting a bunch of different panels. Whole bunch of cool stuff. So go to kindoffunny.com slash PAX East. Remember, Kind of Funny Live tickets are on sale. That is May 28 and 29 here in San Francisco. So go to kindoffunny.com slash tickets to get your tickets come hang out with your best friends and then we just announced today even though it'll be later for you uh let's play live we are partnering up and going to be part of la's let's play live with rooster teeth go to roosterteethlive.com to get your tickets for that right after e3 in june so a whole bunch of good stuff if you ever want to come see us and a lot of you always say you do so here's your chance come see us at pax east on that coast or come to two events out on this coast what do you have to lose other than all your money and maybe your job if you take too much vacation mm. Colin, mm. let's begin the show with what is and forever will be Roper's Report. <laughs> Time for some singular possessive news. There are 11 items a on the A baker's list. severed dozen redacted. <laughs> Number one. PlayStation 4 was once again the best-selling console in the U.S. this time for the month of March. The top 10 best-selling uh, software for the month of March 2016 in the U.S. are as follows. Keep in mind that this list only reflects retail numbers and not digital sales. Stuff that came to the mom and grop shops. Tom Clancy's The Division was number one. Far Cry Primal, number two. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD, number three. Grand Theft Auto V, number four. UFC 2, number five. MLB 16 The Show, number six. Pokémon Tournament, number seven. NBA 2K16, number eight. Call of Duty Black Ops 3, number nine. And Minecraft. Number 10. GTA 5, refusing to fall. Yep. Love it. The Division, Far Cry Primal, Grand Theft Auto 5, UFC 2, and NBA 2K16 sold best on PS4. MLB 16 is a PS4 and PS3 exclusive, so Mm -hmm. they're obviously sold best on PS4. Um, Not bad, and a pretty good showing for Wii U, if I might say so as well. Um, You think this is the way they turn it around? No. Uh, It's just that their sales are are bulk of a massive bulk of their sales are certainly retail. Sure. Um, Far Cry Primal is the biggest surprise here to me. Number two still. Um, people need new stuff man they do but I don't I don't know that anyone expected that this game was going to hang around like this I don't think they know it was going to do was I think it was the best selling game last month and I don't think yeah. that they thought it was going to be number two 
This one I struggled. That's a good game. Yeah, I don't think I didn't. I don't mean it's one of those. I still think where I mean, if GTA and all these games that are a little bit older, right, are able to chart like that, I think it still is this. It's soft, bro. We're waiting for new. Th- yeah, exactly. It's it's doing like a dying light, probably less than dying light, but doing like dying light, where it came out of a period where yeah. there's a little bit of a vacuum here. I mean, you know, Dark Souls now is going to come in and blow its face off. Minecraft uh, almost falling off the chart. I'll be interested to see if that ever actually happens. Number two, a mysterious tweet from industry insider Shinobi six zero two is relayed by NeoGaf's JBug six one seven. Seems to indicate that Sony Ben's next game is called Dead Don't Ride. Dead Don't Ride. And fits in line with an earlier rumor from Reddit that Ben has been working on some sort of open world horror game. There's literally nothing else to say at this point in time other than that the rumor is circulating. We hope to have more for you soon. So this is a substantial rumor from a person who has been right many times. Sure. Um, Dead Don't Ride is That's the all rumor. Shinobi put up about it, right? Yep. Yeah. I follow him on Twitter. I saw that go out and I was like, oh, okay. Because he hashtags Sony Ben. So we'll see. I, um, yeah. You think we see D3? Uh, I I would say so, but I would keep. We an say, eye on we that. say that all the time. Yeah, I would <laughs> Every say show. I would say uh, D- Dead Don't Ride. Um, pretty good shot that that's the game. Mm-hmm. So we'll see uh, what happens there. But nothing else to really say. I mean, conjecture, and it's uh, obviously a rumor. And Sony has not said anything, so you know, take it all with a grain of salt. Sony doesn't comment on rumor and speculation. I bet you didn't know that, guys. Number three, it looks like a Batman Arkham HD collection is coming to PlayStation Four as uh, well as Xbox One. If fresh uh, rumors are to be believed, news comes by way of Eurogamer, who has leaked a an image. Who has leaked image, it says here. Nope. Come An on, image on, teasing the collection supposedly garnered from a GameStop employee. The collection is rumored to include Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham City, both developed by Rocksteady, but not Batman Arkham Origins, developed by WB Montreal. Uh, it's rumored to go on sale on June 10th, but publisher WB has yet to comment, and it's unclear what studio is responsible for the ports. So put, this is clearly real. Put Origins in there. What are you doing? So I tweeted this out before and got a mixed response, as many things do. I, I think it's getting to the point of corniness. That WB and Rocksteady just refuse to acknowledge that this other game exists. Which was good. That is a good game built on the same engine that would be, I feel like, indistinguishable from the Arkham games that Rocksteady if made. you didn't know. If, if, you you could, didn't if know. they could release that game and you not know it wasn't Rocksteady, you would have played that game and been like, this feels, the combat's a little bit looser than what I'm used to, but it's Rocksteady. It must be because Batman's young. Instead it was, everything that game did wrong or made a mistake or had a technical problem, people flogged it as if Rocksteady would have never made those mistakes, which drives me fucking crazy because an Arkham Knight came out and didn't even work on PC when that was like when oh he's falling through the world in Arkham Origins blah 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 Arkham Origins is a great Joker game it's a fun one that Deathstroke battle is amazing I'm thinking De- Deathstroke's in it Deathstroke oh that's I always thought Deathstroke was in it for a minute no D- of course, of course the leader of Mars Corporation from GI of Joe of course yeah he's Cobra's like what arms dealer assistant manager or something I don't he's know, the arms dealer for the Cobra but he's always with Cobra Command. Yeah, right? because he's the he's just like he's he's needed all the time. I mean, I feel like he should he needed in an office. With he has his own he has his own organization, Mars Corporation. Mars they Corporation. Make Mars Candy. But he has like bats and and uh, like which are the ro- robots B A T S and capital okay. letters okay. And, and his own kind of people that do. What was his origin? How did he get all chromy? I don't remember. No. You want to read about it? Sure. Destro Wiki. We talk about tomatoes, PlayStation. In deep G.I. Joe lore here. Laird James McCullen Destro the 24th, usually Fuck referred this. to simply as Destro, is a fictional character from the G.I. Joe Real American Hero toy line, comic books, and cartoon series. He's the leader of the Iron Grenadiers. That's his army. And Mars. founder of Mars Industries, a weapons manufacturer and supplier for Cobra. Destro is portrayed by... All right, that doesn't matter. Born in Calendar, Scotland, Destro's full name is James McCullen Destro the 24th, and he is a Laird of the Castle Destro in the Scottish Highlands. The Destro clan has designed and sold weapons for centuries, and Destro is a faceless power behind the current incarnation military armament research system, Mars. 
A state-of-the-art weapons manufacturer in one of the large... That shows key characteristics are a sense of honor. That's his That's his key characteristic is a sense, sense of honor. Of honor. Uh, uh, maybe it's not the metal fucking mask he wears. <laughs> is uh, it a mask or is it his face? Love, he wears a mask forged by beryllium steel, a tradition dating back to the War of the Three Kingdoms, when an ancestor of his was caught by the Cromwell's men in an act of selling weapons to both sides. Forced to wear a steel mask for his crimes... The Destro clan has since turned it into a symbol of pride, passing it down from father to son for over 20 generations. That seems sweet. Uh, but the way his mouth moves, I always thought he was just, he had, he, his face was made of metal. But it's a mask. Okay, cool. It's a mask. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, Did you ever have an action figure where you take the mask off? No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know that we've ever seen Destro's face. But he's no, like, I, I like had a, Destro, but I didn't, you can take his face. He's like Claw from Inspector Gadget. Mm, exactly. Who am I thinking of? Who was Dr. Claw? Is that who? Dr. Claw, I think. Yeah. Didn't you see Dr. Claw at one point? They though? sold an action figure where you could look at his face, yeah. But wasn't he, didn't he, not in the last cartoon or something, you didn't see him? I don't know. It turned out as Penny the whole time. Doctor go, Gadget, go, Go, Gadget, go. He's just some dude, you know what I mean? This is the problem. This is why I don't meet your heroes, like Dr. Claw. Because clearly it's just some guy. I guess maybe not. With weird know. hair. Oh, yeah, are, these the, are these the instructors? Is this from when we were kids? Gadget. This is the best image we can get? Are you fucking kidding It's me? like Bigfoot. Christ. Can't I just look at a god that, you know what? Whatever. I looked at it really quick and I thought it said Dr. Drew Face and I was like, oh, I didn't mean to put that in there. That's why I can't find it. But it did, it did say Dr. Claw. Uh, Dr. Drew Face. So what I, tweet, what I tweeted out was that, is that of this kind of corniness corny. about Arkham Origins. But also, I'm thinking about it from a different perspective where what kind of message does this send to the consumer from WB's perspective? Like, you market this Arkham game, you sell it for $60 and it does pretty well. And then you're just like, oh, it's not a real Arkham game. Like the, the Arkham games that you love or whatever, like, or, you know, love like Asylum and City, those are real. The one you paid $60 for, just like those, that's a fake one. We're never going to even acknowledge that one exists. So thanks for your money. And now we're going to go to Arkham Knight and then we're going to repackage all these and let Rocksteady kind of wag the dog or whatever, because that's certainly what's happening, I think. Mm. I mean, you have to assume we had that an interview, right, where Sefton was like talking about the Rocksteady trilogy. Yeah. And, and it's like, OK, but like, is WB just letting this out? WB just invested money in this game and it's just going to pretend it never existed, basically? Like, if you didn't own it on PS3 or Xbox 360, it's just it. Or I think it's on PC, maybe, too. That's, yeah, it, that's it? That's right. that, that, and I'm just like, it's disrespectful kind of the, the developers. But, but regardless of that, it's disrespectful, I think, to the consumer in a way, too. And it reminds me a little bit, someone had brought up of Uncharted Golden Abyss, where yeah. it's like, is this a real game or isn't it? Like, is this a real Uncharted game? Then treat it like a fucking Uncharted game. And it's the same thing with you a- could get around, right? And the fact that they, like it was made for the Vita, it did have so much touch crap in it. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? That I can kind of give you an out on, like, because that there's there seem there would seemingly be more work getting that to run in the collection than getting another Batman game that is basically the same Batman games to run. It's in the same collection. game. It's just on the same engine. It's oh, I'm with you. Don't get me wrong. It's I'm just strange. As one of the many defenders of Origins out there. What's up, Alex O'Neill? I saw you tweeting today that it's it, it sucks because I would love to replay that game. I would love to replay all of them like that. I just wonder what kind of message it sends. Like It's it's the same thing. Like We have a different perspective of 2K releasing the rumored Bioshock collection, which hasn't been announced yet, but it's clearly yeah, coming. Yeah, it keeps getting rated. Bioshock's in there, and Bioshock 2 is in there, yeah. and Infinite's in there, but only Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite were made by the same studio. Bioshock sure. 2 is a standalone game from a different studio while they were making Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. So they're treating it as it's a real game, even though like we kind of know, oh, it's a little bit different. It's not a Levine game per se. It's you know not an irrational game per se, but it's a Bioshock game and we treat it like a Bioshock game and it's part of Bioshock canon or whatever. It's just, it's a different way of looking at it. I don't, I don't quite understand. I'm with you and I don't understand it either. I, and I don't know. And like, that's the weird thing is like, it's WB Montreal. So I can't be 
it, like, is it maybe in an agreement somewhere buried in a contract with Rocksteady that you know what I mean that if they're going to be bundling games or something like that that they can only have Rocksteady games together there's got to be where there must be some legal mumbo jumbo somewhere that is what's making this ha- happen like this because it just seems weird and incomplete because that was always the thing with spoilers for Arkham Knight so go ahead and mute me for a second I'll tap my head when I'm done and if you're listening in your car I'm sorry spoilers for Arkham Knight right like every Batman Arkham game is a Joker story and like Batman Arkham Origin did did it better than anyone, I think, in terms of like that game came out and you're like, holy fuck, this is a Joker story. I didn't even see that coming. This is great. What a cool turn. I love how this is telling this Arkham quadrally now is this like, hey, we're giving you one. This is all about Batman and the Joker. Every one of these games is about Batman and the Joker interacting in some way. And then to take that out, their origin story, how they met and all this different stuff, which was great and had a great Harley Quinn. And like that, that game's so fucking good. There's so much good in that game. To have it tossed out like that is like, I don't get it. Why? Yeah, it's weird. Even if it's a space issue on the disc, and I don't know that it is, uh, you could just say like, well, this one's a digital download or whatever. And sure. you just get it for, I don't know. There's a million it's ways bu- around bullshit. it, but there's something going on in there. WB come clean. Kevin Conroy, come tell me the story. Number four. It looks like the in-game map for the upcoming much rumored but never confirmed third Red Dead, Red Dead game has leaked. Originally sourced from NeoGAF user Midian and later confirmed to be authentic by a source speaking with Tech Radar. The map shows a new location east of where Red Dead Redemption took place. The new Red Dead game is rumored to take place before Red Dead Redemption. Little other information is currently known and developer Rockstar and publisher Take-Two haven't yet confirmed anything, so take it all with a grain of salt for the time being, but it seems like this is the real deal. Are you stoked? Oh, I'm super stoked. I love Red I Dead Redemption. I fucking love Red Dead. Yeah, I can't. Do uh, you think you're going to be John Marston again? I hope not. But okay. it would be interesting. I mean, it, prequel it, it, could be like the whole gang, and you're falling out with them and stuff. It like could be, that. yeah. Being a sequel would not really be possible, considering that was like. Yeah, that. It reminds me a little, a little bit of the. Well, with the spoilers aside, it just reminded me a little bit of Downton Abbey in the sense that the game seems to be way more about the die, the death of a way of life, as opposed to like sure. a character, like sure, sure, sure. Um, as opposed to, I mean, that's not all it's about, but that was kind of, I think, an underlying theme in my interpretation of Red Dead. It's been six years since I played it, but. Um, that's another one where I'm like, if you HD collection that or whatever. Oh yeah, I would play that. I would play that again. Yeah, I wanted. I thought I wanted to play three Vice City and San Andreas again, and I think I might still. But like, it's like that. I really do want to play it again. We'll see what. We're all just fucking full of bullshit. We don't care. You put these games out, and we say we want them, and we don't want to buy severed, redacted. Number five. The next wave of Star Star Wars Battlefront DLC has been confirmed. In June, players will be able to acquire the Bespin expansion. The expansion includes four new maps centered around Cloud City, and two new characters, Lando Calrissian and Dengar, will also be added. In addition to new weapons, star cards, and even a new game mode. So you can look forward to that in June if you're playing Battlefront. Now, you gave me some education on Colin and Greg Live. Mm. Dengar sucks. Dengar does suck. There's no reason for it. He's just in this. It's just a like weird a, a one. It's a weird one. He's just in here for a laugh or something. So for people that, you know, I'm sure Star Wars nerds out there know, Dengar is part of the coalition of six bounty hunters that is hired by the Empire to go after, you know, uh, Han Solo um, and Luke and everyone. So, um, you know, that's with Bosk and Forlom and IG-88 and Zuckus and Dengar is the fifth one and then Boba Fett's the sixth one. Dengar's a guy wrapped in bandages, but Dengar appears... He just looks like he's in a hoodie. He doesn't even look like he's in bandages. He's a fat guy in a hoodie. Dengar appears in Jedi as well in Jabba's Palace, and this was the interesting story is that I didn't even know that until a few years ago, because one of the questions someone came up to me, like, you know a lot about Star- the old Star Wars children. I'm like, I feel like I know like pretty much everything about it. Yeah. And like, name 15 characters, I think it was, that are in more than one movie, and I'm like, all right. Like Waddle. Like in the originals. And I was like, okay, not Waddle's not one of them, but it's like, okay, you can... Special editions. You can go through like all like you know the whole main cast: Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, C three PO, R two D two, Obi Wan Kenobi's even in the multiple X-wings. ones. Yoda's in them. Uh, Lando, uh, X Wing's not a character. Um, well, if if C three PO is a character, the X Wing's a character. Wedge Antilles is in it. Boba Fett's in it. But then like you're starting to like get 
down and I got to 14, I think it was. And I'm like, who the fuck is the like who? And they're like, it's Dengar. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Dengar's not in Jedi. Yeah. And then there's a fucking freeze frame of like a, a second and a half thing where he's in the background of Jabba's palace. Give me a come on. You Dude know, sucks. A break. Lando's awesome. Though. Good job. Too bad. Lobot's not in Jedi as well. Lobot, of course, is uh, the uh, he's like X-wing. The he's, hum- another, he's the, another robot. He's like the hum- the uh, android with the thing around his ears. Oh, okay, sure. That's yeah, like yeah. Lando's assistant. Number six, Dark Souls Three has finally arrived, and its first DLC pack has already been confirmed, at least ch- tangentially. Bandai Namco notes that the first pack will be due out this fall, though it's unclear what will be included in the first pack or the promised second pack due out in 2017. Since we're talking about Dark Souls Three, it's also worth noting that publisher Bandai Namco noted that Dark Souls Three represented the most successful launch day. In the history of the publisher, and it's the fastest-selling game the publisher has ever released. Now I wonder if they're starting to second guess if they're going to stop doing Dark Souls games. Now, From Software doesn't want to do it, but they don't own that IP. Sure. I don't know. This might be another Rocksteady situation if they get someone else to do it. Because well, you put blood. them all on a disc, but you won't put this one on there. Number seven. GameStop seems to be going all in with its new publishing business. Some months ago, the retailer announced it was publishing an upcoming Insomniac-developed game, and today, the company announced collaborations with three more studios. Those studios are already at dawn, the developer behind PS4 exclusive The Order 1886 and the two God of War games on PSP. Frozen Bite, Finnish developer responsible for the Trine series, and Tequila Works, the studio recently disassociated with Sony while working on what was supposed to be a PS4 exclusive, Rhyme. GameStop's publishing arm is known as Game Trust, and more developers will be taken on board in the future. Now, this is an interesting kind of collaboration. Frozen Bite, good studio, really only... They've done other things, but Trine is what they're known for. Uh, Ready at Dawn, I think, has something to prove now. Insomniac. They and Insomniac always uh, cutting edge of business deals. Yeah, of course. That was and then sarcasm. The really so the rumors about Ready at Dawn was that they were working on three games. Now this must be one of them. Mm-hmm. They're working on a VR game apparently, and maybe the third game is the Order it sequel. Has to be now. I, whether or not that original rumor is true or not, I don't know. But it seems like they have their they're kind of doing multiple things. It seems like they made some money off of the Sony deal. Regardless, Tequila Works is the interesting one to me. This is of course the Spanish studio. Um, that did rhyme. The rumors about that game was that it was fucking busted. Um, they did not deliver, but they do own this the This is the one where apparently Sony like took back dev yeah, kits. Yeah, Sony apparently like went and took their dev kits back and like totally threw threw them away basically like they did with Remember Me back in the day. And that Remember Me still came out. Sure. Um, we don't know the acclaim. details of why that happened other than that Remember Me apparently wasn't good enough for, for Sony to release. And then um, Don't Nod's like, fine, we'll talk about teenage drama and angst. So... That's a weird one where maybe it's game maybe rhymes in a better shape than we thought. I don't know. This is why I like rumors and speculation and kind of a dangerous game to play. But um, there was a lot of compelling evidence or not evidence, but just rumors from from sources that were saying that rhyme is not in good shape. So what's more exciting? It, could, it might not be rhyme, by the way. What's more exciting and more interesting to me isn't the developers as much as GameStop. Yeah, really committing to this as you see them. We always talk about like brick and mortar shops will die, right? So how do you evolve your brand? How do you evolve this store? How do you evolve a business model to survive that? And you see him jumping on this. Is this going to work? Is this going to take like, it's nice to see them get in bed with Insomniac. That way they're making sure that game comes out in a disc form mm-hmm. and it's there or whatever. Is that the future? Is that the way to do it? Or is, you know, dip your toe in the water and start trying right before it's too late to do anything. Yeah. I think that it is smart. Maybe they just totally evolve into a, a publisher in 10 or 15 years. Yeah. I don't know. They are, they have some talent on board. I still think Insomniac's clearly their best studio that they're working with. That's no, not their studio, but what will be interesting is if GameStop acquired some studios or built their own studios to start making their own games that they don't have to worry about retaining talent but we'll see what happens number eight i'm not looking at my phone i have something to show you that i didn't talk to you about ever do you want me to stop mm, let's see how easy it is for me to get to what i want to show you because i don't know I, I if it's a picture of your dick just look for the the smallest thing you can possibly find that's mean you're being very mean 
You saw them? No, this was sent to me by him. I forget where I was or what I what we were doing where I couldn't I didn't ask questions. But I thought that's very interesting. And I'll ask you right now. So why were you with We'll get back to you on that one. You and I. Sorry, I can't share with you yet. Maybe it was just at lunch. Maybe it was just lunch. Mm. Or maybe big things are happening for our friends. That's weird. That's a weird one. Yeah. A cool one, though. Oh, it's a great one, but yeah. it's a weird one. I would have never guessed that. That man and that man. Yeah. Those two men. Those two men doing whatever they're doing on my phone. Number eight. <laughs> right next to the photos of my tiny dick. <laughs> you know, an electron microscope to see that thing. Number eight. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got like the magnifying glass and the iPhone. <laughs> Number eight, it doesn't look like digital, sa- uh, speaking of GameStop, it doesn't look like digital sales of used games will be happening anytime soon, at least according to GameStop COO Tony Bartel, as relayed by GameSpot. It be a little confusing. Quote, we've had discussions with the platform holders and publisher. It is, it is much more difficult than on the physical side of the business. There are some significant barriers to that happening that would have to be removed. We don't see it on a lot of roadmaps in terms of development right now. If it does ever happen, we'll be the first to be in it. We keep very close in contact with the platform holders, but I really do not see that happening in the short term. End quote. CEO of GameStop, Paul Rains, then added, quote, in Europe, there's a lot of conversation and in the United States. It's wrapped up in a lot of issues, end quote, talking about the the, the kind of digital rights management of selling licenses for used games. Um, this is stupid. Like, why anyone would ever want to do this is stupid. Like, why would the publishers ever agree to this? Why would the, the stakeholders ever agree to selling a used digital game? That doesn't make any sense trying none to, it's trying to no evolve sense. the business model of today into something that could future proof you later but no it's a, it's trying to i thought he wasn't there though i don't know anymore one of them left i, th- I thought it was the other um mm, i think you might be right we'll figure it out we'll get to the bottom of this um and never tell you like so apparently there's some like this happens some someone on pc with some digital like digital things where it's just like why like it's so stupid why would you do that like we don't this isn't this is gamestop trying to protect gamestop this isn't gamestop trying to do anything for anyone else this doesn't benefit the consumer necessarily because it doesn't you benefit the pu- game but it doesn't benefit the publisher on the back end and without sure. publishers and developers making their money then that certainly doesn't develop the, the, the benefit the consumer what we should be looking at is a digital only future where prices come down and they will. They fucking will come down. I'm telling you they're going to come down. Explore That's how the, the market works. I've told I've said this before, Greg, yes. if, if, it, if all things being equal and everything went digital and Ubisoft, Activision and EA are all charging $60 for the game. And then one day Ubisoft goes, huh, we're going to charge $50 for our games. You think EA and Activision are going to be like, oh, okay. Well, we're going to continue to charge $60 for our games. Yeah. No, they're going to be like, oh, we'll go to forty nine ninety nine. Maybe we'll go to forty four ninety nine. Sure. You start undercutting. Each yeah. Time. And then EA in two years is like, we're going to go to thirty nine ninety nine. You know, and start. That's how the market works. Until we can get rid of these, th- th- this, this problem of retailers kind of dictating, dictating terms because of the, 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 necess- the, nece- uh, the, nece- the necessity of getting hardware out there. Excuse me. We're gonna have sixty dollars games and maybe even more seventy dollars in Canada right now. I think, which is you know, Canadians like to complain about how expensive everything is. Weak dollar, I hate to tell you. Weak. Yeah, it's all the loonies. Weak, my you friend. You should have gotten out of there when you didn't get the freedom that we have. So I just feel like we're we're not looking at the whole picture. Like the no, digital, the digital future will bing bring prices down, down. They will go down. We're beating a dead horse on it, right? Because you talk about it all the time. It makes sense that yeah, when you get to a point where yeah, we aren't beholden to GameSpot and the mom and grop shop, you can sit there and go. 
All right, well, this game I do want to put, like, Severed, at, you know, since it's not getting a retail release, at least in wide or whatever, I don't know if they have they announced any one of the limited runs, no? Yeah. Since it's not getting a re- retail release, period, it gets, what, a fourteen ninety nine price point, and that's fine, and then you can see people escalate up, and it's like, you're always talking about, maybe one day we do get to a point where there is a game that's coming out for $100, because it is so much content, and it's all you'll ever need for two years or whatever. Yeah. We are... As long as people insist on them needing to go buy discs in the store, and I respect if that's what you want to do. I don't respect I respect. Stop. I mean, you're all, it's up to you if you want to do that. And because there are some internet issues and all these kinds of things, I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But Move as these things the are, internet is. But as these things are fixed, like we have to start letting go of this. It's going to be good for everyone. It's going to be good for the ubiquity of games. It's going to be good for your wallet. It's going to be good for quality. It's going to be good because people can start putting their money back into games or back into their pockets to make their companies, their publishers and developers more profitable to make more games as opposed to these retailers that are kind of wagging the dog in a way. Mm-hmm. You know? Number nine, Shovel Knight has surpassed 1.2 million copies sold with approximately 15% of those sales or 180,000 copies or so coming from PlayStation platforms. PS4 represented 10% of copies sold, Vita 4% of copies sold, and PS3 a mere 1% of copies sold. Though it's important to note that the shovel that Shovel Knight is crossed by across the platforms, meaning that these sales figures likely represent the first point of sale and not necessarily where the game was played. They weren't clear about how they got those numbers, um, but is that's how they took in the books. I didn't read like too deeply. Maybe it's somewhere in, in there. Don't but be cooking like, the books, Yacht Club. Um, so I want to congratulate Yacht Club first on a, on a great success. Um, want to scold the PlayStation community for really dropping the ball on Shovel Knight. One hundred eighty thousand copies, guys. Come on, like they got it late. Like Wii U. And 3DS and Steam destroyed those sales. Uh, yeah, it, it, Steam and 3DS were the top sellers. Um, and Vita, I think, sold outsold significantly outsold Xbox One. Or, or no, maybe it sold about the same as Xbox One, which is funny. Um, but that's so a cross-buy thing, right? Yeah, so people were enjoying their game on Vita or whatever. But I just expected more. I wanted more out of you, and I was disappointed. But the reason I wanted to bring this up is not only to congratulate our friends at Yacht Club and the game that I've been following very closely since before it was announced, but... I want to congratulate Yacht Club for also being very transparent with the way they talk about their numbers. You don't see a lot of developers post what they posted. It is a long blog post about everything, like the sales of their Amiibo, the sales of like card copies and digital copies across platform and how much they cost and why things sold better on Steam because it was discounted more often and all this crazy data. Um, And uh, so you should go look that up on their blog if you want to kind of see how a developer very rarely talks about a game. And they're doing that because they're comfortable because the game sold so well and they're all very rich now probably. But and more power. They literally own yachts now. So uh, congratulations to them. Can't wait to see what they do with Shovel Knight 2. Kind of wondering why they're not talking about it. Um, But hopefully maybe I'll run into them at PAX East and I'll I'll, I'll, beat it out of I will beat it out of Sean Velasco. (laughs) If it's the last thing I do, Sean Velasco ain't getting away with with uh, not announcing that sequel. And let's hope it's an 8-bit sequel. Yeah. You don't, want to, you don't want to see the 16-bit? No. You don't want to see the jump? Why not, Colin? You love 16-bit, too. Yeah, but I love 8-bit more. Mm. They have something really special. Just do it again. Just go ahead and do it again. Then your review will be that nothing changed. That's fine. <laughs> it's like Mega Man 2 and 3. It's fine. You'll be okay. You'll, you'll suffer through it. The one thing I want them to do is make the game harder. That's the only thing. I don't think Shovel Knight's hard enough. That was like one of my major complaints. But look at how many people enjoy well, it's it. It's because I have big balls. You know what I mean? And I want to play games. So I'm not bad at them. Sure. You know, so it's, you know, you're, you know, you're pretty bad at games. So I don't know, you know, horrible games. Yeah, I'm just absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Number 10. I know you're gonna be disappointed about this one. Sony is officially shutting down its PlayStation MVP program. The MVP program, which was originally pitched as a way for gamers to quote, help host exclusive game events and tournaments, create content such as walkthroughs and help articles for fellow PlayStation gamers on the PlayStation forums and share expert opinions on PlayStation products through exclusive panels and discussion sessions with the PlayStation community management team, end quote, will be shuttered by the time you hear this news segment. (gasps) 
Sony Sony Radio PlayStation. Sony released a statement stating that, quote, as of April 18th, we are no longer actively supporting the PlayStation MVP program. We're incredibly thankful to our MVPs for their participation in the program and enthusiasm for making PlayStation the best place to play. We will continue to explore new ways to empower the vibrant PlayStation community. And I heard, quote. I heard Europe still has their PlayStation MVP program. Really? Yeah. Okay, America so this is not. apparently only American. Well, yeah. That was not clear to me in the story. Maybe uh, it was, well, this but is, what, I didn't I mean, read this is what I was catching uh, the people talking about online on the Twitter. I didn't do much research beyond that, yeah, but I, I, followed, I don't research anything. I, just I saw say, some I just, of them radio PlayStation kids. I just talk and really they were talking about that. Don't just actually talking. know if anything I'm saying is true. No, no. Uh, interesting, but not surprising. Like, I don't know how much you ever talked to the, the MVP kids. It was a cool idea. You got into this. PlayStation would give you exclusive access. Sometimes they'd fly you to events. You'd make video content around the, what you're seeing at the events. But the problem was that literally thousands of people do that without being flown anywhere and without having to then dedicate people on the inside of PlayStation to manage that community, right? But yeah, if, I don't need... If PlayStation doesn't do this, they still get a whole bunch of E3 reactions in my trip to E3, and this is what I yeah. played at the PlayStation booth, and I'm super stoked about PlayStation VR. Absolutely. It's everyone trying to control the message a little bit, too. Yeah. Number 11, wrap-up. Guile will be joining Street Fighter V's roster this month on PS4 and PC. Polish gaming website Gree Online has listed the upcoming Witcher 3 expansion Blood and Wine with a June 7th release date, though CD Projekt Red hasn't yet confirmed the date. Cowards. Drifting-centric Absolute Drift Zen Edition comes to PS4 this summer. This is the same developer that did Race the Sun. Oh! Uh, stealth action game Shadwen comes to PS4 this May. Titanfall 2 has been listed with a 2016 release year on European retailer games website holding to earlier rumors and information about the game. And finally, GameStop's first published game, Song of the Deep from Insomniac, Insom- comes to PSN on July... Tw- uh, on I think this is actually supposed to say June 12th. Sorry, it says July 12th here, but it's definitely not July 12th. June 12th digitally and will also be available at retail in GameStop stores. And that is it for the news. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Into the deep game. No, but here's the thing, Colin. I want to know what happened at the mom and grop shops and on the digital storefronts. But sadly, Hurricane Leroy wrote in before then and says, Hi, Colin and Greg. I hope you're both well. As one of those pesky Brits, oi, I have no idea what the grop in mom and grop shop means. Is it grandpop? Please enlighten me so that I can put my simple mind at ease. Thanks, Leroy. P.S. I love you, but not as much as I love trophies. Uh, Leroy, you're just, it's just one of the old hangovers from the old show where I was trying to say mom and pop and I said grop one day and we stuck with it. So you're not missing anything. Colin. Yes. If I want to know what came to mom and grop shops and digital warehouses, where would I go? You go to your upcoming list of PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, sometimes PSP software by the kind of funny co-founders. And I keep saying it's by the kind of funny co-founders, but really I'm just reading Ryan Clements' blog post verbatim. Yeah, that's good enough though. Arcade game series Dig Dug comes to PS4 digitally. It's out the 20th, so this is a Wednesday release. First appearing in arcades in 1982, Dig Dug finally comes to PS4. Dig up, down, left, and right and burrow through the earth. You know I will, brother. Inflate and pop enemies with your harpoon to defeat them or squish them with a rock. Defeat all the enemies on the screen to advance to the next stage. There's a lot of exclamation points in there. People are excited about Dig Dug. Arcade game series Galaga comes to PS4 digitally. It's also out the 20th, a Wednesday release. Galaga's, I love Galaga. Galaga's a fantastic Galaga's game. got trophies, right? Yep. All these do. Yeah. First appearing yeah. in arcades in 1981, the masterpiece Galaga finally comes to PS4. Move the fighter left and right and destroy the waves of incoming aliens in this space-age shooter. Being very literal, but honest. You'll take it. What I'm really excited about, arcade game series Miss Pac-Man comes to PS4 digitally. This is out the 20th of Wednesday release. Developed in America and first released in 1981, Miss Pac-Man finally comes to PS4. Move Miss Pac-Man up, down, left, and right. They're really obsessed with the fucking directions. To eat all the Pac-Dots while avoiding the ghosts to advance to the next stage. Arcade game series Pac-Man out PS4 digital. If you say left and right, if if he fucking moves up, down, left, and right. First appearing in arcades in 1980, the masterpiece Pac-Man finally comes to PS4. 
move Pac-Man up, down, left, and right to eat all the Pac-Dads while avoiding the ghosts who advance to the next stage. It's a verbatim... All right. Well, I mean, there's not that much different. They just put a bow on them. Axiom Verge comes to Vita digitally. It's crossed by with PS4, and it will be discounted its first week, I believe, as well, if you have PS4. Congratulations, Tom. So if you already own it on PS4, it should be free. But I think that's right. Crossed by with PS4 is what it says. Nick Scarpino Game of the Year. This is the action adventure you've been waiting decades for. After a lab accident, a scientist awakens in a mysterious alien world. Is this a distant planet, the far future, or a complex virtual reality computer simulation? Plumb the recesses of a large labyrinthine world in order to learn its secrets and uncover your role within it. Very excited to play that on the way to PAX East. Me too. Blues and Bullets, Episodes 1 and 2, comes to PS4 digitally. That sounds cool. Elliot Ness, the former leader of the legendary Untouchables, wished only to spend the rest of his days working in his diner, not dwelling too much on the cesspit of corruption his city, Santa Esperanza, has degenerated into. You tell me, bro. But things rarely go as planned. The player must guide Elliot through the increasingly morbid scenarios in the five episodes of Blues and Bullets. So this is Episodes 1 and 2. That sounds cool. The image looks really neat. Yeah, but whether what does the game not, look like? Yeah, yeah this is art. This isn't even the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a uh, Telltale type game, yeah, maybe? Yeah, it does. But is that what we're getting? We'll find out. Invisible Inc. console edition comes to PS4 digital. Take control of Invisible's agents in the field and infiltrate the world's most dangerous corporations. Stealth, precision, and teamwork are essential in high-stakes, high-profit missions where every move may cost an agent their life. Invisible Inc.'s good. Played on a PC back in the day. Koi comes to PS4 digitally. It's 40% off for PS Plus members through the 26th. I think this is the first game from their Chinese studio. It is, that is correct. Koi is an adventure and exploration game revolving around a little fish on an epic journey. Players will assume the role of a lone koi fish and travel through eight different levels where they will have to explore and discover, avoid hazards, help out smaller koi, complete minigames, and collect rare items. There you go. Can you find your way home? Can you? You fucking dumb fish. <laughs> like Dumb Battle Mage comes to PS4 digital and retail. Like Dumb Battle Mage is a first-person spellcasting game with, an all, with all the fast-paced action of a first-person shooter plus the creative power and strategic element of a spellcaster. Using magic as your only form of weaponry, you wield an almost unlimited arsenal of spells that you craft using eight main sigils. Sigils. Sigils, right? Sigils. Fire, ice, lightning, corruption, kinesis, delirium, necromancy, and phase. Doesn't necessarily sound bad. Loud on Planet X comes to PS4 Digital. I've had this, but I have not played it yet. Loud on Planet X is an arcade-style indie music game featuring Tegan and Sarah. Churches? But with a V? Lights, metric, and more. Choose from a cross-section of top indie music artists, then defend your stage from hordes of quirky aliens by tapping to the music and using a fun assortment of makeshift weapons like speakers, strobe lights, fog machines, amplifiers, bouncers, and custom special attacks. Whoa! Masquerade, the baubles of doom, comes to PS4 and PS3 digitally. PS3? Masquerade is an action-adventure game, uh, an action-adventure set in the fantasy world of the realm, centered around a battle for the mythical druid orbs, the most powerful pair of balls in all of the land. Yeah, okay, that's good. For it was said that whoever possesses the orbs possessed the power to rule all. Who's got the balls? Pang Adventures comes to PS4 Digital. The Pang series is a beloved collection of arcade games from the 90s. Guide two brothers around the world to save humankind from an alien invasion. Use your skills to overcome the attacks, ball, the attack balls pouring from the skies and rescue the world from impending annihilation. I will. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse comes to PS4 Digital. Embark on a brand new adventure with Shantae, the hair-whipping, belly-dancing genie. When she loses her magic, Shantae must team up with her nemesis, the nefarious pirate Risky Boots, in order to save Sequin Land from an evil curse. You're gonna be all over this one. It's on Vita already, I have it. Yeah. Uh, I think it? it's on Vita. No. I played it already. We've played this game. Yeah, but is I think, I think this is another one. No, no, I thought... There's oh, been this a, is a Shantae new game before, oh. but they say... Shantae's back or something, didn't they? Isn't how that started? What, read the first line. Embark again. on a brand new adventure with Shantae. Brand new adventure. So it's just not, yeah. I wasn't really. Shantae's been around, I think. Oh, she, oh she's been around. She's been That's around a way forward game. Um, okay. That's it. 
Time for Top of the Show. Tots. Tots, 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 tots. This one is one I think you'll dismiss pretty quick, Colin. Okay. It'll be a short topic. Don't of the even show. read it. Okay. Now it's time for trophy time. <laughs> <laughs> this topic of the show is a crazy uncharted theory from Mo Chris Al. He says, Hey, Grawlin. So, like, our relationship name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Okay. You're, he's just bad a thousand already. <laughs> Colleague. No, Grawlin sounds better than Colleague. <laughs> So I was listening. Why to do you sh- always have to be first? I don't. And most questions put you first now. All right, go ahead. Because you have the ego. Go ahead. Okay. So I was listening to the show yesterday and had a potential epiphany about the Uncharted 4 ending that I'd love for you guys to weigh in on. You were talking about the supernatural twist at the end of the game, and a listener had written in and mentioned a time manipulation item in the multiplayer beta. That's when it hit me. What if the supernatural twist in Uncharted 4 is time travel? Here's my theory. Through the power of time travel, we learn that Nathan Drake is Sir Francis Drake. Nate goes back in time as a supernatural twist, gets stuck there, and actually becomes the pirate adventurer he's been obsessed with his whole life. It answers so many questions. That would explain why he took the time, I'm sorry, why he took up the name Drake and has always been fascinated with the pirate, parentheses, something we've never had a clear answer to. It would account for the pirate assets seen on the Naughty Dog computer screens a while back that had people speculating there'd be a chapter where you play as Sir Francis Drake. It would be consistent with the game's supernatural twist endings and the time manipulation item in multiplayer. And, most importantly, it would definitively... Um, yeah, no, it would definitively make for, quote, the end of Nathan Drake's story, as Neil Druckmann has repeatedly stated. So my question is this. What do you guys think of that theory? Does it have merit? Does it hold water? Please let me know. Love you, XOXO Morgan. I don't think it holds any water. It's not a terrible thing. It's not awful, no. I was expecting it to be way more terrible than that. Terrible? Uh, ter- it's just terrible. Terrible. Uh, no, I don't think that's the thing. I don't. I would hope that that wasn't the case. It would be nice to go back and play as, as Sir Francis Drake, and that would be just for a chapter. Like We know how he took the name Drake, though. I mean, that's, that's an answered question, isn't it? The obsession with going through and getting all that stuff, right? I thought, it, I mean, like when he's a kid, I mean, I thought yeah. that was kind of answered in the third game. Well, I mean, yeah, in the, in the flashback, whatever, where he goes through there, he's obsessed with Sir Francis Drake already. Why he takes that name, we're not 100% sure, nor do we know his real name. That's Here, true. Here's the thing. I like it, except he's like, well, that, because he, because he, what Morgan says in here, right, is that it would, ex, it would explain his obsession with it. Not really, because if Drake of the present goes back into the past and becomes Sir Francis Drake, why does Drake the baby get obsessed with Sir Francis Drake? You understand? Yeah. It's not like he found a note somewhere that's like, you are Sir Francis Drake. He's like, oh, what? It's a paradox. I need, Yeah, exactly. I need to go and look get his uh, fucking body out of the ocean. Um, No, I don't think that that's the case. This I, is not nearly as ironclad as my Catherine Marlowe is 450 years old. No, theory. you were really on the ball. But that, that, come on. I had good. I had a lot of good. I didn't, of good I didn't stuff think it was that, bad until Naughty Dog laughed at you for it. Then I thought it was really bad and I pretended I never liked it. You're like, I never believed it for a second. Uh, No, it's... um. No, I don't think so. I don't think we need to read too much into the time manipulation stuff in multiplayer. No, multiplayer, that's either. cool stuff. They have, they have a whole bunch of weird curses and shit in there now. That yeah, I, think I, are fun no, ideas. I wouldn't read into that at all. Yeah. But I like where your head's at, Morgan. And I also like the fact that Uncharted is so fucking close. It's very close. We should... I kind of feel like we might have it the week we get back from PAX East. I know. That's, that's, what, I've been, that's what I've been feeling in my balls as well. Which is amazing. Now we're going to get debug copies or retail copies? Because they've had plenty... Retail. They've had plenty of time. I don't want, I don't want fucking debug. I, don't wanna, I want my trophies. I'm going to go through. Yeah, if we don't, I'm going to still play it if we get the book, but we're going to do the weekly. Te- well, we have to, cause I want to do content on it. You're going to you know, do the weekly check. See if we got an email oh. with uncharted codes in it. They're not going to send us codes for that. They'll send us the hard copies. Don't you think? <sighs> I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't, I think ratchet was the first retail game in a while that we didn't get retail copies of. Like we got codes. 
No. I did get one email, though. This is not pertaining to Uncharted or, or the thing. We got our official response. Last week, we had a question, if you recall, ladies and gentlemen, about could you use a gold headset and play PlayStation VR? And the, we went, hmm, hmm. We thought about it for a long time. A went question. back and forth. It was a good question. A good question. Uh, then a whole bunch of you smart folks out there sent us photos of Shuhei using the gold headset and his PlayStation VR playing Dark Souls. And we're like, oh. And then other people, I was like, there's got to be a headphone jack on the thing if you wanted to wire them. People sent me close-up shots of it. There are headphone jack. You're right, Greg. I'm like, thank you for making that right. However, it has been confirmed here by Sony talking to us right now. PSVR uses one USB port for the connection between the processing unit and PS4. So the other one is open for gold. So there you go. Cool. So it was just a misunderstanding to begin with. Yeah, I think I think the le- the reader tricked us, duped us. Not really. Just let us in with it takes two two USB ports. We're like, oh, does it? And then we went from there. But it turns out it only uses one USB port. And thank you all for hitting us up with the photo shoe. Me, I guess, more than anybody. Morgan, your theory's bullshit, but I like the way you're thinking. I like that Uncharted's you're dismissed. Soon. You're dismissed. Colin, yes. Trophy time. It's what do you got for this time? Uh, so, trophy time. It's time for trophies. So uh, we could, we talked about the trophies in Severed, but I can, uh, now that I platinumed it, I can verify that there's no missable trophies in the game. And um, there are, I would say, so the, the explore every area to 100% completion and find every secret are, they're not tough, they're just annoying trophies. But you like can do what it. I'm working on right now. Um, and then there's three for mementos, silver trophies, brother remembrance, father remembrance, mother remembrance. Yeah, those are a little tricky. I didn't quite understand how to get any of those until later. Like it was I, the first I walked into my first one and I, I went around this room forever. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And then I ran into a second room and that room. I thought made it clear of what ha- was happening. And then I got, I was like, oh, and I went back to the other room and mm-hmm. did the same thing and found it. I was like, okay, cool. So other, those, those might be, uh, I guess actually you can miss you just don't beat the game until you're sure you have all the trophies, except for the, except for the two gold trophies that you get for beating the game and then beating the game with all the mementos. Um, but there is a, tree, a trophy called Burden that says make peace with the Wanderer. You're going to want to keep an eye out for that one as well. Did you get that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, otherwise, yeah, we can speak to that. Now, um, Invisible Ink's trophies are up. Mm, Invisible Ink has one, uh, well, eight bronze, seven silver, seven gold, one platinum. Um, let's see. Survive for 24 hours is one of the trophies. Install four augments on an agent is another trophy. Survive for 72 hours, 48 hours, obviously. If you get down to the gold trophies, beat the game with rewind set to zero on expert difficulty. Beat the contingency plan extended campaign on expert difficulty. Beat the game on expert plus difficulty. Survive five days in endless plus mode. Beat the contingency plan extended campaign on expert plus difficulty. Survive 20 days in endless mode with the contingency plan content. Survive 10 days in endless mode. So some of these are going to be pretty tough, I think. Um, and then the other, uh, game that's up here right now is loud on planet X, which we talked about earlier, uh, six bronze, four silver, one gold, zero platinum, Lame. um, three stars on all songs on normal or higher difficulty, um, into different regions and stuff. You're going to need to kind of do well on just completing songs to get bronzes and stuff. It doesn't seem like it's too hard. Okay. Um, and then I don't see anything else that we can really talk about. This is a Japanese game. I think. Yes. Uh, one piece burning bloods trophy list is up. It's in English, so I assume this is coming soon. Some PS4 and PS Vita, 32 bronze, 16 silver, 1 gold, 1 platinum. Word. So this is going to be a pretty dense list if you guys want to take a look at that. Um, and that's basically it. Not, a too, not too exciting of a, of a week. Let me just go to Exophase real quick and make sure nothing's gone up there. While that happens, I'll read you a question. How about that? Hold on a second. Let me just go to Exophase okay. real quick. Don't read anything right now. No, there's nothing here of, of any use. No. No. The Sun and Moon on PS4 and Vita. What the fuck is this? My Sun and Moon. 
Um, Sun and Moon on PS Vita. What is this? I never even heard of this game. All the trophies are beat every level in the first system, second system, third system, all the way to the tenth system. You like systems. Obtain 100 full moon medals. Obtain 100 sun medals. Hmm. I don't know what this game is. Sounds like uh, iOS port. Put sun and moon in there. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse has a platinum. Shantae. Has a platinum trophy. Okay, that's basically it. I'm done. Pi Blah Khan says, I see it all the time on GameFAQs, IGN, Reddit, etc., where people are love getting trophies, but start complaining about the ones that require online play. Why is that the case? Trophies are, by their very nature, an online function. It is a leaderboard system in a way, so if you can't get online, why is not having three trophies for a game an issue if no one can see it but you? Just pretend you got the platinum. Then... For the other people who just don't like multiplayer, act as though the trophies are some requirement. If you don't like it, forget about them and move on. I love the multiplayer trophies for The Last of Us because they took dedication and separated true hunters from people who wanted a participation trophy. Parentheses, uncharted multiplayer trophies, for example. I'm going to pull a con here. Don't tell Sony you love trophies and hate online trophies. Don't tell Sony you love trophies if you hate online trophies. You don't love them. You love easy trophies, and that's that. There's a lot of anger there. I know he's he's in a, in a in a small minority of people. Everyone hates online trophies. There's, I think that you're the first person I've ever heard say that you don't like that you that you like them. It's I, I don't like to be clear. Like let's say like in this is a bad example. Or, no, okay, here you go. Division online trophies. Of course that makes sense. Great, that's fine. That's the game. That is the game. Is playing online and doing something online and whatever. When it's Uncharted. I don't want a bunch of multiplayer. I'm playing Uncharted for the story. That's what Uncharted is. That's why Uncharted does a great job, I always say, with their multiplayer trophies of, cool, here's two multiplayer trophies for trying it out. Thanks for coming in and trying it out because maybe now you find out you like it or don't like Mm -hmm. it. Then we're going to give you a DLC drop that gives you a whole bunch of multiplayer trophies to go get. That's the way it should be done, IMO, when we're talking about a single-player game that has an online component. Yeah, I agree. Dead Star is another good example of an online game, so obviously it's going to have online trophies. Um, I just think that trophy should be attainable to anyone if they try hard enough in a single player campaign in a single player game. I don't think it always has to be that way. Um, I have those last of us trophies, so clearly I don't like easy games. Um, but, um, it's nice to just be able to ping a game. One of the things I'm really excited about with Bioshock two in the collection is that Bioshock two was loaded with fucking online trophies and they're going to have to remove those because there's no way Bioshock two's online component is going to be in this collection. So, they're going to redo all the trophies and I'm super excited to see like what that what that list will actually look like. That was one of the things that made Bioshock 2 like kind of a shitty experience for me in a way was when I was playing it was like I, I was just like it's not a shitty experience but where I was like I, well, I, I don't want to go online. This was during the time when they, every game had an online mode. I'm like I don't fucking want to play Bioshock online. Who wants to do that? It's a bait and switch in a way, right? You're buying this Bioshock game because you like Bioshock and their story elements and you want to go through and complete the trophy list that way. But all of a sudden there's this thing and it's always the ones again, I don't mind jumping and try this mode out. It's the Get fucking 500 kills. You know, place in the top 1% of... Fuck yourself. I don't want to do any of There are some trophies that are impossible. Like, in, like when they were still really figuring out achievements and trophies, there were ones in, uh, I think, a racing game. I can't think of which one, what it was, where it was like, being the top 10 on the World Global Leaderboards, like, that's impossible. Yeah. Like, that's not possible anymore. Yeah. Like, what do you guys think? You're being the top 1% or something. It's like, what? That's ridiculous. Like, there's like a million people that play this game. Yeah. I had to be in the top 10,000? You know, it was the same thing with like Mod Nation Racers when they wanted you like get your creation to whatever you know this many downloads or whatever. It's like when the when it flooded, then you were fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's no good. No, if you're gonna put online trophies, then they need to be very easy because they weak, should be a taste. Weak now, argument. If yeah, I know. Well, he's just fired up. He's just mad to see people. Weak bashing. argument. Get out of here. You're also dismissed. Pie Bly Clown. Turn off technical. this podcast. Delete it. Colin. Mm. Last week we introduced a new segment called Dear Shuhei. 
where people write in with things that need changed. Uh, Wes underscore Bray wrote in today to change the segment. Hey guys, in last week's episode, a new segment was created, Dear Shuhei, where listeners send in suggestions for improving PlayStation. Unfortunately, given his role as president of Sony's Worldwide Studios, I do not feel like Shu has the time or position to fulfill these requests. Parentheses. Plus, he already has a segment, Stop Being Greedy Shuhei. Instead, I suggest that this segment be targeted at the only man within Sony that can get the job done. Ryan, the PlayStation powerhouse, Clements. Dear Ryan, Please, can you provide us with the ability to group our games into folders on the PlayStation 4 media bar? Is it still called the XMB? It would be great to have that extra level of organization. Wesley, P.S. I love you. I am just not in love with you. That honor falls to Zyger. No, I'm not allowing it. We're not having a, a, a something out with the Ryan Clance. He gets no, nothing more from us. I mean, Ever he launched his career. Period. <sighs> Full stop. It's not for Colin and Greg or Grawlin. Or Craig or whatever the fuck. Colleague. Colleague. <laughs> There's no Ryan Clements. Um, but we do need it. I, I, do you, does this bother you? We never really talk about this part. No. Do you wish you could put things in folders and all that jazz? No, I don't care. I wish I could. There's a lot of baby fucking complaints. There's a lot of, it's not a baby complaint. A I'm, baby I'm not saying I'm, I'm not here. Wah, wah, wah. I'm do we forget, have nice. we forgotten so quickly how bad PS3 was? Now, for the record, you could put things in folders you on could, the XMB. If you could get the XMB to even scroll, you could get. You could actually put things in the, in the folders on the PS3. That's true. I like That's the point. XMB, man. It didn't run great, it but it, I liked it. It was fine. It got so bloated, though. All I'm saying is that, like, there's a lot. Like, can we just focus on the things that really need to be changed? We're asking them for all this random shit. There are certain fundamental problems with the PlayStation Network that need to be fixed. And I'm and putting and scrolling to the right five icons is not going to fucking kill you. Give me a break. Then you got to go to your library, though. That, that's a nightmare because you got to organize it by games and apps and stuff. We are forgetting where we come from. I think with the, we we have. The three years that we've had PS4, two and a half years, we've forgotten. We got cross game chat now. That's great. We've forgotten how dire it used to be. How just awful the I'm going to sink my trophies. I want to go make a sandwich for 15 minutes while this little progress bar fills in. My God, dude. It just got worse and worse, especially on D1. We used to use debug machines because we used to trick our debugs in that reading like they were retail units so we yeah. could get our trophies off of our debugs. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, no one at Sony even knew how to do. I don't know, like, how we figured that out. Roper figured it out. Roper fucked around until he got his. Uh, I think his, we might be the only people that were ever doing that because, yeah. like, I like I, there, I remember multiple people being like, "How do you do that?" And I'm like, "We've just always known. You have out. to figure out. You have to change the environment, don't you?" Yeah. Know? Duh, idiot. PS4 Yo, you're, you're is playing different. an SP INT, idiot. Get it over to NP. PS4 is different. Like you can't manipulate it like that. I remember that was one of the first things I tried to do. I spent like an entire day at IGN trying to manipulate the PS4 to give me the trophies on it. <laughs> And it wasn't happening. No, no. They're thinking it through this time. Um, so then I was like, just don't, I'm not playing debug PS4 games. Exactly. Anymore. And luckily, we don't really get that many PS4 debug. Like, I haven't played games. a PS4 debug at all the entire time. We've been a kind of funny, I don't think. No, you've done a Let's Play on something for sure. I mean, my own game, I'm saying. like, Yeah. Okay. That, like a Let's a Play, sure. Review, but I mean, sure. like, a, like I, we just don't get those copies anymore. I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah, Uncharted, if we got debug copy, like, ah, all right. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, I'll probably crank it down and just run through it and get through as fast as possible and not worry about anything. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's time for reader mail. Mail, mail, call, mail pattern baldness. Go mail to cocktail.com slash PSQ to get your PS. I love you. XOXO question read just like I underscore M underscore Russian says let's talk the last guardian. Oh God. Do we have to heads up? He's fired up too. Okay. Across various podcasts and gaming websites, I've noticed lately that whenever The Last Guardian is brought up, it evokes some giggling, and at least one person will mention it might be delayed. In fact, on last week's podcast, you both chuckled after Colin joked about it coming out in 2024. I will start off 
saying, I am 100% confident this game will release in 2016. Sony must know how ridiculous it would make them look to resurrect a game six years after its initial announcement at E3 2009 and then delay it. Our own Shuhei Yoshida, praise be to Shu, said in an interview in November 2015 that they wouldn't be showing much more of the game because it is heavily story focused and any footage may be spoilery. So please indulge my wild speculation. E3 2016, Shuhei or Sean Layden walks out on stage and says, quote, The Last Guardian is available for download now. Listeners right now may be thinking that this is insane and is sending the game out to die, but the team, Eco Games beloved as they are, have never been blockbuster sellers, and as as exclusively single-player games, it would behoove Sony to encourage digital adoption so people don't just pick up the used copies and run through the story. P.S. I love chicken wings. I am Russian. Uh, well, yeah, Team Eagle Games have never been crazy sellers, but the Shadow of the, or the, Shadow, the Shadow of the Classes did very well. Sure. Critically. The thing about it is, like, Last Guardian is one of those games people know about. There's Last a- Guardian, like, putting it out in 3 would be a really cool moment in a way, they but you, 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 that's a game you can actually put a commercial up for TV and people are going to remember that when they bought their fucking PS2 thinking they were going to get that. Yeah, they're never, they're never, well, PS3, they bought Thinking they were gonna get but it. I'm saying like I love Shadow Classes. I like what I see with the Shadow Classes. I'm gonna buy it. I'm oh, okay. Team Eco's next game has to be coming to this platform. This isn't even really a Team Eco game anymore. That's how sad it is. The the, the uh, no, there, there's no way they're gonna do that. The reason they're not gonna do that is not necessarily because they set it out to die. Because I actually think it would be a big story. Although it wouldn't be a big story in E3 when there's eight million other stories. It's that they have to. They're gonna send the sell this game at retail. And how are they just gonna hide the copies of the game? And like, yeah. have it? there's no way. There's yeah, just this no is a real way. game. There's this is too, a game you need a, a marketing campaign before to get people. Hey, it's, it's finally here. I am with you that we joke about it, but you know, you you talk about an interview in November 2015. I forget an interview I fucking conducted myself last last month when I asked him if the game was coming out this year, and he said yes. And I believe that I I'm not 100 percent confident in anything Sony does, but I'm I'm 99 percent confident the game will come out this year. And I think I, it's going to be a summer release. They wouldn't have done it. It's what you're pointing out in your own email when you're talking about it here. I am Russian is the fact that no, they understand 100 percent how stupid they would look. To be like, hey, it's finally coming out next year. Fuck, we're delaying it again. It's going to come. E3, I think you'll get your release date. Oh, September, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And then in November, you'll have um, Horizon. So I think that that's, I think that that's how it'll work. Mm-hmm. I say September, yeah. And then Dead Don't Ride in February. Oh, really? You think it's a... Well, I guess that makes sense. You want to give Horizon room to shine. Give Eric Jensen something else to do. And then God of War in May. E3, they announced Last of Us 2 and release it right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who does? I don't even know what to say about Wrote that. Wrote into kindoffunny.com like, yeah. slash PSQ and says Alien Nation. Hell yeah. With the upcoming release of Alien Nation on April 26th, which way will you be playing this title? Single player, co-op, split screen, or three to four person online with no mics, I assume, Colin? Also, do you think this will be Hobsmark's best game? Thanks for doing what you do so well. Who does? P.S. I think I love you. But what am I so afraid of? Single player for sure. Uh, just the way I play Dead Nation. And, I, and people were, we were talking about on Conor Greg Live today. I mean, like, Dead Nation is so hard, but it is hard by yourself, but I fucking beat it by myself. Because you're on a hard man. difficulty level. You got balls, like you said earlier. I got balls, and I'm not bad at games. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, will Alienation be Hobsmark's best game? I'm going to say no. But it's real in the, quick. Resogun that you think I would say is Resogun's probably still gonna be their best game because they make now they're making two or really three different kinds of games. You have Outland, which is like its own kind of thing, and Outland is a, a, yeah, it's a Ubisoft a game, and it's thing. but it's fucking great. Yeah, it's, it's a fun. fucking great game. Um, but then you have they're all twin stick shooters apart from Outland. 
But Dead Nation and Alien Nation are connected to each other in some way, gameplay wise. Yeah. It's a shooter, like a real shooter um, with upgrades and all these kinds of things, the deep role playing system. Um, it seems like Alienation has the deepest systems of all their games. Um, but then they have their twin stick shooters in a more traditional arcade sense like Stardust and Resogun. And I think those are the cream of the crop games that they make. I think Stardust is better than Dead Nation. I think Resogun is certainly better than Dead Nation. So I, I look more for those. And I think Matterfall is going to be mm. that kind of game. Um, so that does that. I'm still super stoked about Alienation. I should get the game today or tomorrow. And what sucks is we have to go to PAX East so I can't fucking play it for, for more than a day. Which your I, PS4, bro. I can't. You're going to hang on your hotel room and eat Jimmy John's. What do you care? That's true. But what if we have another situation where I can't figure out how to use the TV? Then I will come over and fix it like I did the last situation where that happened. It was simple. You did that, didn't you? Um, I'm not going to eat Jimmy John's. Where are we staying? Are we staying in the same place? I don't know. Probably. Because five guys, because that's near Northeastern. I can go to Northeastern and get five guys, which is super fucking exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, brother. Dude, that five guys wasn't there when I was in school. Thank God, because I'd be fucking 500 pounds. Um. So no, I don't think it's going to be their best game, but I hope it is. Here's what I want. I you to hope do. it is. Here's I hope what I want you to do. Game. Run me Greg, through. real quick. If it's the, just real quick, if it's their best game, I mean, like, how much better can it possibly get than Resogun? I'm not even being like facetious. It's just like, how much better does it get than that? Sure. From a gameplay perspective, it doesn't get any better. So here's what I, I when he's talking about single player co-op split screen third person or three to four online is it playing like do you how much do you know about the what's happening is it like Dead Nation where I'm playing and I get the gear in between the levels and all this different stuff or is it more like Hell Divers where I'm upgrading a guy and I'm making a dude that then I take him out and he's got like persistent upgrades so if I took him from my game to your game or vice versa I don't know the answer to that question okay my assumption is it works like Dead Nation okay yeah that's what I would assume too based on that's more campaign based because there's a linear game right I think I think that. I do think the maps are procedural, though. Okay. Maybe not. Or the... the God, I'm trying to remember what Tommaso told me and uh, Mikhail. When we were Joel playing Mikhail? it. Well, we should have a Let's Play going up this week. We might talk about it a little bit. I think he brings it up we there. We have a Let's Play either, going up this week. Either the maps are procedural, but maybe that's not true. Maybe the things you do on the maps are procedural, which is more like Helldivers. But... And we talked a little bit about Helldivers, I think. Okay. Um, I wasn't there when you did this interview, so I'm excited to see it. Well, it's a Let's yeah, Play. It's been, it was a while ago now. GDC, yeah. So I don't know. Look for it on YouTube. I'm kind of going in blind. Not not blind. That's not true. I mean, I read a lot about the game and talk about the game, but I'm kind of in some respects going in blind. I just want to play it because we all know it's going to be great. I'll be shocked if it's anything less than great. Sure. Miguel writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can and says, hey, lovers, I have Greg's passion to play it all. I have Colin's passion to play an epic narrative slash solo play. However, I have limited time. I am married and a police officer work and court, he says. What does that mean? Work and court. I'm a police officer. Work and court. Work and? And. A-N-D. Work and court. Is he like a bailiff? I guess, but that would just be work to me, but whatever. Recently, I just blew my own mind. I was chipping away at the backlog and Witcher 3 was staring me down. I set the game difficulty to easy and had a blast. No frustrating deaths and I cut the length of playtime to a manageable length. Now, I've started... Now, I've started to pick some games and set the difficulty to easy, some not at all, some not all. It has made a difference in the playtime and quality of fun. Have either of you thought of giving this a try? Cheers, Miguel. I've heard of this before, but I yes, I, I, I want you inside. Me. I can't play a game on the less than normal, and I usually just turn my games up to hard. Um, Putting it below normal usually feels like it's just like, not that I'm letting myself down, but it's like, okay, cool, and then you're just knocking enemies over. You know what I mean? Not, my pro- I think for Witcher 3 in particular... I don't think it's the combat that's 
slowing me down or anything like that. It's the, you know, there's the so volume? much to fucking do and run around and see. My God, it made me want to kill if myself. You, if you main quest any RPG, I think with the exceptions of one where you have to stop and grind, you're usually in a pretty good good, good place in terms of getting My through God. it. Witcher 3 was like a, just a... You enjoyed it till you hated it. Yeah, I really just fell off a cliff with it. Yeah. I got to know where I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Um, no, I agree with you. I mean, if that's what makes you happy, I've heard people doing this before and it, and it makes sense if you're very busy as a police officer. Thank you for your service. Uh, then that makes sense. It's got to be a case by case basis for the gamer. I would just never play a game on easy. That, that just wouldn't happen. You know, like that's just like I'm playing it. You know, like I you want, want your to, money's worth. Yeah, I want, I want it to be hard. I want, I, I want to, like, I want to know you that I can think. die. You know what game I'm playing right now is Enter the Gungeon. Oh yeah, Enter the Gungeon. And Good. Uh, the game is manageable. It's easy to understand. And I, you know, I remember getting to the first boss and like laughing. It's a Raven with a yeah. Gatling gun. I was yeah. like, this is fucking fantastic. Um, but it it it's a game where it's like this game would suck if it wasn't hard. This game would be boring. I want it to be hard. I don't, I don't know what's in the next room. What's gonna kill me? frustrating deaths are part of video games not yeah. all of them but a games like that so when i'm playing enter the gungeon well, i'm only played it for a couple hours but that game would be inexcusable if it was easy sure it would be inexcusable if you can make it easy that's part of the experience so you know it's a, it's kind of apples and oranges because he can make witcher witcher gives you the option to do that but i don't know it seems like he has a solution to his problem so i respect that. yeah totally if that but i'd rather play fewer games and have play them really the way they're meant to be played and games are not meant to be played on easy it's just one of those things for me i don't ever think difficulty is what's holding me back it's that a game is long and granted the, the lower difficulty would make you run through quicker but i don't think it's making me run through quicker to the point of at that point why don't i just watch the cutscenes or mm-hmm. something you know what i mean mm-hmm. if that's my whole thing sure. i was like ah! i don't have to think about the combat because i did like Witcher's combat in terms of like, oh, I got to think about this. What spell am I going to cast? Which sword should I be yeah, using? Yeah, you're turning into a Dynasty Warriors game, basically. Yeah. At that point. I believe they're called Misos. Like Muso. soup. Muso. Misos. Like Muso. soup. Muso. Call it right. <coughs> Final question. Mm. Comes from Wolf. Mm. Underscore. AD 47. Mm. Hey, guys. Mm. I have a question about something that we all know will never happen. Mm. What PSP games would you love to see remastered and added with trophy support for the Vita? Also, doesn't it suck that we can't play PS2 classics on the Vita? P.S. I joined Vita Island just before you guys declared that you were not accepting new residents. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Okay. I'll have to look at the census. Tell you, you got to put Patapons on there. Where the fuck is my Patapons with trophies? Yeah, I, I that love ship a, is sailed, I'd love friend. a new Patapon. I'm aware. I know. I'd love a new Patapon. I never got it. I love a Patapon collection with some trophies. I'm shocked that that never happened. I am too. That's Not a Patapon collection, like but another Patapon. I'm, I'm surprised that that yeah, Totally. I, I, no, well, yeah, I always thought like the collection I thought was an easy one too. Of just let's put that on a PlayStation. And the Loco Roco as well. Yeah. That's a great one too. Uh, I would love to see Patapon. I would love to see. I always talk about Rock Band Unplugged. Rock Band Unplugged was fan- phenomenal. I love that PSP game. It was good. It was it was probably the best. I loved it. That's what it was all about. Mm. Is that what it was all about? That's what it was all about. Mm. Uh, they had a good motor, motor storm on there, but we don't need another motor storm. We'll port it over. Those are my two, I guess. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions would be a it's good a port pick. that has been ported to other platforms but not the Vita Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together would be a good one that Final Fantasy 4 Complete Collection was fucking fantastic there were a lot of games late in PSP's life cycle that were like phenomenally good yeah. uh, earlier games I would say Mega Man Powered Up would be good the Grand Theft Auto games would be good oh yeah Liberty City Stories um, Liberty City and Vice City Stories I think I remember Liberty City Stories being better I don't know if I, I was in college so I don't really remember um, Luminous but we already got a Luminous on Vita yeah you so I, I buy mean, that by the way uh like what else? even like crisis core or something would be cool like there's psp has a pretty extensive library of games and it's they're the hardest ones to play in a sense because the psps are dying the batteries are exploding like 
I just took out my PSP the other day. It's just to fuck with it, and the battery is yeah. fucking shot. Remember when I opened that? I had yeah. that, that graveyard drawer at IGN, and they all had popped. I was, I was like, like, damn Jesus. it, dude, this sucks. I'm like, so like, what am I supposed to do with my PSP? Like my UMDs? Yeah, um, they're universally. You put them in anything. But this is the conundrum of being like, well, I want my my you know games like retail games. And I'm like, well, I, I I need to find a fucking battery, you know? Yeah. Because my and who knows if the fucking thing oozed into the PSP. That PSP is ancient. Yeah. I bought that PSP with Castlevania. I still got my PSP goes around here. Those will never die. We you don't have to worry about PSP goes. Yes, we are. We'll go out soon. Okay. Colin. Yeah. Time to check in and find out who we love this week. And P.S. I love this best friend XOXO. Remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash forums. Go in there. Go to the PlayStation. I love you. Board. You put in this. You get some friends on the PSN. Just like one dash peg did. Hey there, fellas. I snatched up a Vita and I don't have many PSN friends. I'd like to start out 2016 right. This is an old one. I went to the first page. I was going to say, page. yeah. It looked to the like first page yeah. instead of that one. We're starting it out right in mid-April. By so. meeting other kind of funny best friends. I have. I also have a PS4 and will be able to play online later this year when I get better internet. Games like Rocket League, Metal Gear Solid, V, Destiny, etc. My username is 1-PEG. That's O-N-E-P-E-G. Everybody go there and see how many Vita games 1-PEG has played. I want to know what he is up to. Did he live up to his promise of starting this year right and using the Vita correctly? If he didn't, banish him from the island. Now here's another one, Colin. Yesterday, and when I say yesterday, I mean last week. On PS I Love You, XO, XO. Episode 31? That's how time works? Yeah. We we read some stuff on there. I'm not positive how time works, to be honest. It's a flat circle. We read, we our user had a problem that he wrote in about. We have an answer here from Green Tea Gamer on how to fix it. He or she says, hey guys, this is actually a reply to a user question last week about the PSN download list not being searchable because he was, this, remember this person, he has so many games, goes on, on his PSN, it doesn't work. He likes, he goes on his download list uh, on the, the, the browsers, the, the web as they call it. Mm-hmm. Nothing works there. Green Tea Gamer continues. I use a, br- a browser extension called PSDLE. I use Chrome, but I think it works with Firefox too. When it is activated on the PSN store webpage, it reads your download list and makes it searchable. It has tons of filters, including searching by platform, filtering out themes and movies, and it works with your download queue. I use it all the time, and it is awesome. Love the show. Keep up the good work. So there you go. If you have a cool. problem, your download list is too crazy, get PSDLE for Firefox or Chrome. You can search everything Perfect. There. What is this week's Forgotten PlayStation game, Colin Moriarty? So, I don't know. Remind me if I've done this. Have I done a PlayStation Move game yet? If it's Deadman, maybe. Because I want to talk about Sports Champions. No, we haven't done Sports Champions. And Sports Champions 2. Okay. A lot of people are buying their moves, as we've talked about in the past. I think yeah. we might have, that's why we might have talked about it. we have them back there for their PSVR unit. You know, Sports Champions, Sports Champions 2, both uh, by Zindigi Games Zindigi. In, in collaboration with San Diego Studio, Sony owned studio. Uh, these were great games. I, I, I actually thought the second one, especially, was a really great game. And there's not much, they're Wii Sports games, but they're way more advanced than Wii Sports. And I'm not saying that because it's, it's PlayStation or whatever. It's just they're way fucking better. They, they were more involved. You had to do the whole thing. To t- I remember when we got done doing archery and the night going home, my shoulder was sore because I was actually doing it. Frisbee golf, the same way, mm. right? It was or disc golf, I guess. It was fun. Bocce ball. These were good games. So I mean, if, precision. I I don't know like what their availability is, is new or digitally. I don't know if they're even available digitally, but and their PS3 games. But um, I feel like they're good games. If you just start buying those PlayStation moves, they're just going to sit there until PSVR comes out. Anyway, you might want to go and investigate Sports Champions, Sports Champions Two, and or I think you can't go wrong with either of them. If you can find them new, I mean, they're probably going to be pretty cheap. I um, mean, you'd have to plug your PS3 in, but um, give them a go. See what you think. 
I want to I want to give a shout out to Sports Champions because Sports Champions, along with Sorcery and 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 Deadman's Quest, are really the four move games that are worth anything at all. Sure, and they're all good to great. And of course, that game where you slide down the hill in the chair. Oh my god, what the fuck was that game called? I can I can envision the logo. The game sucks. It's terrible. So many bad fucking games. I don't even want to know. Don't even tell me. Get Sorcery too. <coughs> Time for the PSN's worst name of the week. This one comes from a username on the forums, Torpedo Nuts. Now this is a it's a walk, but I enjoyed the ride. Is Good. it a walk or is it a ride? I mean, it can be the same. Oh. Good day, gentlemen. I wanted to share my PSN name origin story with you. Let's address the elephant in the room first. My PSN name is Just Dandy. Two words. Horrible? Not at all. But it's definitely not what it should have been. Let's travel back to the year 2008. Insert Wayne's World time travel dissolve. My wife and I had just gotten married, and like many newlyweds, money was tight. So I did what any sane gamer would do. I sold her Nintendo Wii. Yes, she was pissed off at first, but eventually she came to realize that the words I spoke were true indeed. Quote, the Wii is a piece of shit disguised as a gaming machine, end quote. Fast forward a few weeks to when my wife gives me the best birthday gift ever. Knowing my love of Metal Gear, she comes home with the Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriot PlayStation 3 bundle. Like a tech ninja, I plug the Black Beauty in lightning fast. But then... I get the choose your name screen to which shit goes sideways. Without hesitation, I type in my old SOCOM handle, Torpedo Nuts. Quote, really? My wife pipes up. What? That's my gamer name, I reply. Suddenly, doubt creeps into my mind. I pause for a second. Then I, per- I proceed to erase T-Nuts forever. I, I hum and haw I, I, yeah, mm, for a few brief moments. Then I type in my backup handle, Dandy Warhol. Quote, what the hell is a dandy Warhol, she asks. Okay, seriously, it's a band I like. Joy's quickly turning to anger at this point, because we're arguing over a goddamn name when I should be kicking ass with Solid Snake. Quote, fine, just dandy it is. I type it in and pound the X button, thinking I'd simply change it at a later date. Quote, it's still pretty lame, she jabs back, causing me to grip my fancy new DualShock 3 controller a little harder than I probably should have. So there you have it. That's how my lame-ass PSN name came to be. Oh, what I would give to restore Torpedo Nuts to its rightful place among PSN gaming universe. Please, Shuhei, let us change our freaking names. Thanks for everything you guys do, keeping us informed and entertained with everything PlayStation. Sincerely, Torpedo Nuts, a.k.a. Just Andy. It's a good one. It's a good walk. It seems like they're newlyweds, though. They're supposed to be fucking and having a great time, but they're fucking arguing about this thing. That sucks. They're divorced now. No, no, that's what I was expecting it to get to. I should have known that's when I should get out. But apparently his wife, very much still his wife. But keep me updated in Torpedo Sounds Nuts. Sounds like a ball buster. A kind of buster. PSQ. Torpedo Nut Buster. Torpedo Nuts Buster. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PSI Love You XOXO episode 32. Remember, we are KindOfFunny.com's PlayStation podcast. So go there. Subscribe to all the YouTube channels. Listen to the Game Over Great Show. Listen to the Kind of Funny Gamescast. Support us in all the dumb stuff we do like Patreon. And remember, this posts every Tuesday, 9 a.m., youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to so subscribe there or subscribe to your favorite iTunes or whatever service it may be. You know what I mean? Mm. These stupid fucking podcasts. I know what you mean. They're everywhere. I know what you They're mean. They're everywhere. Every episode. Mean. I know what you mean, Greg. Every episode. Greg, I know what you mean. Every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ends in a song and a segment we call Singing a Shoe Hey. That's where you, the talented musical artists out there, go to kindoffunny.com slash PSM and submit your music for PS I Love You XOXO. I need your song in both a YouTube video so at the end of our YouTube video I annotate to you and an MP3 so at the end of our MP3 I play your song. Today's song comes from Levi Clay 88 
He writes in and says, Hey guys, my last track never made it, but this one is topical, so I thought I'd submit a new one. Fly Away was written for my debut album after my Nana died very suddenly right before I moved country. We were super close, and I decided that I dedicated the album to her and put an owl on the cover. It's topical because looking at my calendar, it's just turned a year since she passed. I still miss her, but her memory lives on. This comes from my Hellcat Molly album. The Hellcat one word, Molly, its own word. Out of the ashes, which can be found on all outlets like iTunes, Amazon, and hellcatmolly.bandcamp.com. I hope someone out there enjoys it and remembers to tell someone you love them because you never know when you might not be able to do that anymore. It's like Mike and the Mechanics in the Living Years. The most depressing song ever written. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, mean, you I'm, are definitely familiar with it. Will you give me a few bars. Uh, say it Oh, loud. yeah, 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 okay. Say it loud. Yeah. yeah, okay. Peace, Levi Clay 88. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your Nana, but I'm yes, glad it inspired good music and a good message, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Hellcat Molly out of the ashes. And until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.